Princess here and welcome to another episode of My Pumpkin. It has been a hell of a day. It is 11 p.m. on Saturday night. I am cutting it so motherfucking close. Uh, it's just because I had a lot of shit to do today. I got my lashes done today because my lashes are my entire personality now. So I don't know what to tell y'all that this is, this is my personality. I gave the dog some haircuts. They are incredibly cute. Dottie looks like, Dottie has like spots when you cut her all the way down because uh, she's a shit to mix. But she looks really, uh, I don't know. She just looks really unique when I get her, all, when she's cut all the way down. But, um, so then after I did all that and I did my regular stuff today and I got my lashes done, I had to go past Home Depot because I need to, uh, repaint my older boy's room there. Okay. So how their room got painted in the fucking first place is me and my husband had decided we we're going to paint their room. Uh, we live in a, we own a house. We're not in apartments. My husband, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest things Mr. Curtis always wants to do is paint walls. I never want to paint walls because I, I don't want to paint them back when it's time to go. When it's time to go, when it's time to move, moving is such a big deal already. I don't want to also be in charge of painting some shit. So I never want to paint walls. And once we bought the house, we were supposed to be able to paint the walls. This was years ago. This actually happened. So we had looked at some paint. Like when I paint walls, I like to look at paint samples. I look at the paint chips, then I get the paint samples, and I put the paint samples on the wall, then I and I look at them at various times of the day and night, blah, blah, blah. What happened is Mr. Curtis waited until I left the house for a few minutes, even though we'd agreed that we were going to paint and we were going to figure out what color, and randomly just went to the store and got a, a color of paint and just started painting it. By the time I got back home, he was painting this fucking room. We got into this huge fucking fight because... I came in, I was really mad because I was like, what the fuck are you doing this for? And he was like, because I'm really doing it right now. Because I just want to do it right this fucking second. Right this fucking second. And I'm just like, oh my fucking God. And then, then uh, he was mad because of my tone. And I'm mad because you fucking painting. So we got into this big fight. Then he had to paint all fast because we're, cause we're fucking fighting. We're fighting so fucking hard. I sent the kids outside. Uh, I'm sure they can still hear us out there. And so, because of that, his paint job was bullshit. There's drips. It was, it's, it's, this, this, uh, paint job in this room has been a symbol of this fucking fight for years. And I've always wanted to repaint it. I've touched it up a couple of times, but I've always wanted to repaint it because he was doing a rush job because, one, he was, uh, that ADHD fucking impulsivity shit where you just show up and you're like, I'm gonna do a big ass project right fucking now until I'm till I get tired, and then I'm gonna walk away from the fucking project and never come back to the bitch again. And I was doing my control freak thing, right? I came home and I was mad because because this is not the color I would have chosen, and also this is not what you said you was gonna be doing, and this is and if I had known you was gonna be doing this, I wouldn't have left the fucking house. And woof woof, all of our. All of our little quirks got into a big fight that day. So I've been wanting to repaint this room for a while now. And then also it's because I'm going to make it like making some changes in the rooms. And I just want all the rooms the same color. It's called casual elegance. Mr. Curtis picked it out. He hates white walls. He thinks white walls are, I don't know what he thinks they are, but he thinks they're, it feels like he thinks they're a front to his sensibilities. He hates white walls. And not, do you guys remember I repainted this entire house? Every wall in this fucking house. 
because Mr. Curtis hates white walls. Why was I painting if Mr. Curtis hates white walls? Hmm? Good thing to think about. Something we need to talk about, maybe in therapy. Um, the whole paint thing started because Turtle and one of the foster kids I had were doing something with markers where they, I don't know, put water in them and, 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 and shake them around or some shit and there was fucking marker all over the fucking walls. I don't allow markers in my home. Markers don't come here no more. Markers and glitter and various bullshit like that. That 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 goes to school and stays at school. That those are for kindergarten teachers. Those are not for our home. Uh, and we still don't do slime here, and I don't think we ever will. So, but the because of that, started off the whole paint bullshit. Because the room had to be repainted. And then I had to go find the colors that the builder used. And then Mr. Curtis's white walls uh, version activated. And then, so anyway. I have to paint this. And I and also fix the trim that, that he sloppily did. That had all these drips and bullshit on it. Because he was fighting with me. And I was fighting with him. And I'm not going to sit here. He, he can hear me. I'm not going to talk about who was fighting with who the most. And who was in the wrong it was him. But I will say this. The room is repainted. And now whenever we go in there, I don't have to look at it and be like, remember that time you had that big ass motherfucking fight? Remember that? So anyway. Um, so that's done. And when I'm done with this, I'm going to um, go in there. I'm going to push everything back. Get my boys out of the various other beds they're asleep in. Move them over there. And Bunny's room is next. I'm going, I painted Bunny's room a, like, a pink color a while ago. And it, the, the paint job is great. It's fine. But, uh, I need some more versatility. I need to be able to move rooms better. And it's not that I don't think the boys can sleep in a pink room. I just know that that room was made for her. And I want the entire house to have the same paint color. And the same trim color. And be done. So, now that I've explained to you all my, uh, house woes. Um, let's talk about today's episode. Today's episode is an Ask Me Anything episode. I love those. You know why? Talking about myself is super easy. I don't have to do too much thinking. I can just do whatever the fuck I want. Um, so I asked you guys for questions on Instagram and Twitter. I sent text messages to certain people and said, listen, I'm doing an AMA. I gotta have a question. And, uh, those people answered me back. Let's start with, uh, Kara. I sent Kara a text and Kara, um... Text me back. I was like, yeah, I'll give you a question if you give me one for mine. I was like, girl, I listen to all your content all the time. I didn't even know that you had an AMA coming up. And so I put a bunch of questions on her Instagram. And one of them was a very trolly question. It was, it, the question was, what do you think about the Britney situation? And the reason it's a troll question is because me and, and Kara text about things that we can't tweet about. Or maybe not can't tweet about, but don't, don't feel like tweeting about and one of the things was the Britney situation. And so uh, me asking her <laughs> about that and her asking me anything was a troll thing to do. But that's fine because Kara's a fucking internet troll. So, <laughs> but, uh, so she asked me the question back. And I'll tell you this. Um, I try to stay out of Britney's business now. I stay out of that lady's business. And the reason I do is because... I don't want to be in her business. First of all, the Britney shit is sad. No, the shit is fucking sad. I feel bad. I feel bad that she is has been like in slavery in plain fucking sight for many, many years. Human trafficking. Many people think of it as, as sex trafficking and um, 
sex work, but most human trafficking apparently is wage theft or uh, holding people, refusing to allow people to leave, forcing them to work, not paying them, essentially slavery. And I mean, the Britney stuff is similar to that. I mean, I, I when she said that in her hearing, I was like, she's not fucking wrong. And the fact is, I've, we've all said mean shit about Britney. If you say you haven't said, if you if you said that you haven't talked callously about Britney and her situation ever, you're a fucking liar. Because everyone was doing it. Everyone was doing it. And I'm not saying that that you were like, lock her up. I'm not saying that's what you were saying. But even I, like, I, I know that I talk callously about the situation. It's only been maybe the last decade that I've really been like, you know, uh, nobody deserves to be talked about like that. And even then, I I don't know that I necessarily believed the wildest rumors that were coming out. I you know I I wasn't protesting anywhere, and I just feel like Britney's been through a fuck enough. And so my gift to her is to stay the fuck out of her business. And but here we are, right? I guess. Um, you know, there's been uh, uh, Kevin Federline don't have a job, so he need to go. He needs to go do interviews and things like that. And uh, apparently, he did one with the Daily Mail. The, Daily, the interview was so hurtful that they don't even play the whole thing. So I'm like, what the fuck was said? But in that, he said that the kids don't really um, aren't really talking to Britney right now. The kids he has with her. I mean, he has. I think he has two with Char Jackson, two with Britney Spears, and two with whatever lady he lives with. Um, so, so um, the boys don't really fuck with Britney right now. And it's a number of things he says or whatever. And then Britney put some stuff on Instagram about how, you know, they was rooting all that and bullshit. And, uh, you know, it's been going on a while. I don't have nothing to do with Instagram. And then Kevin released some videos from when the boys were like 11 and 12. They're like 17 and 16 now, I think. And or maybe 15 and 16. Their, their birthday is almost the same fucking day a year apart. Um, so uh, these were from when they were 11 and 12 and they show... Brittany doing a lot of yelling in the car um, at them. I guess one of them took his shoes off in a yogurt spot. Listen, they, we got health codes for reasons. Keep your fucking shoes on. But just a lot of yelling and stuff. And then another one where I guess she busted in their room at, at her house and woke them up to put lotion on their face and was yelling a lot or whatever. Um, so what do I think about this? Obviously, these aren't great. Okay, but I'm just going to keep it a thousand, thousand, thousand percent real with you guys. I don't think Britney Spears is a good parent. I never thought Britney Spears was going to be a good parent. Britney Spears from Louisiana was raised by uh, an abusive alcoholic and a codependent um, uh, mother who kind of looked the other way about things and stuff. Like, I don't think, like, what did she tell y'all when she was driving with them babies on her, on her, on her uh, lap, and I love how I start talking about them, them, them babies. As soon as I start, as soon as I start talking about Britney Spears, <laughs> them babies on her on her lap. She said, "I'm from Louisiana. I'm country. 
And she is. And so, like, nothing I saw there was surprising. Um, that said, please know that I was raised in such a way that it was perfectly okay for someone to beat you out of your sleep because you forgot to clean up the kitchen. Like, that, that, that was a reasonable thing to happen. Like, don't, do not go to sleep with this fucking house dirty and your mother get home from, because she is going to wake you up. She's going to scream at you and she might hit you. So like, it's a problem. So nothing I saw was surprising. Nothing I saw was good parenting. Obviously I, I, although I was raised in such a way, I also understand that like, this is abusive, right? This is an abusive way to speak to someone. Um, even screaming, I mean, she didn't hit anybody in the video, so I mean, but just screaming at someone this way, waking someone up out of their sleep to scream at them because you own their face and you're going to put lotion on them if you want to. This She did not say that, but I'm just saying the way, like, this is abusive and uh, not great, but I don't know how much parenting Brittany was doing in her conservatorship where they kept her doped up on all kinds of medicine, even though she would ask that she didn't want to take it or sometimes they wouldn't even fucking tell her what it was and, and, We've got Jamie Spears with his red alcoholic nose running around the fucking house making cheese grits and hitting people and apparently busting out fucking doors in the house because people didn't want to talk to him. There was some sort of restraining order out there. Um, yeah, the, the, the whole situation sounds bad, okay? It sounds bad all the way fucking around. But that said, and I told Kara this, I said, you know, I believe that, um, sure, it's, it's totally plausible that Britney's boys don't really fuck with her like that. They didn't go to her wedding. She's not, they haven't been really around her. Um, and maybe they told K-Fed, release the tapes. But th- that said, this is K-Fed's fault because they're children and he's an adult. And if it were me, I'd be like, I don't want to do this because guys, right now, you don't know what's going, like your mom just, went through all this shit and I'm not saying I care about her feelings more. This is if I was a good parent, which I am and K-Fed isn't, but let me just tell you. Here I am talking about, I don't know what kind of fucking parent he is. Actually, I do because he did this. So let me, let me just finish this up. I, as a good parent, this is what I would say. I'm like, listen, I totally understand what the fuck you're saying because she has like a platform where she can say that you guys are ungrateful or you're mean or whatever. And right now, like we went, the, the, the world went so long without listening to her that it's like, swung the other way where it's like everything she says is the verbatim truth and like neither one of those things is okay that's just that's really not like nobody tells the truth all the time and everything's from their perspective and also like we should be listening to people when they're saying hey i'm being enslaved slave for you i'm living it they got me working and shit and, and telling me I can't make any decisions and stuff. And I'm working nonstop. And when I say I'm tired or whatever, they they, they tell me we're going to lock you up. And then they fucking do. Like, uh, none of those extremes is great. But this is what I would tell the kids. I'd be like, listen, I just, like, I think, like, all your, everything you're feeling is valid. I just want to know, do you think this is going to make your situation better or worse? Because once the public gets involved in stuff, like... It always makes things worse. And so I like, I think it's best that we, like, I got your back at all times, okay? Always fucking know that. I got your back at all times. But I'm telling you from, because I've had the experience, because I'm an adult and everything, I'm telling you I think the best course of action is for us to handle this privately rather than publicly. 
And then I wouldn't look like a, I wouldn't look like a hypocrite. They wouldn't be, have to say, what about your Daily Mail article? Because I wouldn't have done a Daily Mail article. That So I blame K-Fed. I do. Um, what I'm not here for is I got a fucking feeling, like as soon as I saw that shit, and I didn't want to see it because I'm trying to stay out that lady business. Um, as soon as I saw that shit, I was like, there are some really unwell people in this world that are about to turn on these two fucking children. And basically call them every name in the book. Bully them on the fucking internet. And all various things in the name in the name of their their queen. And I'm and here's the thing, guys. We don't know Britney Spears. None of us do. Like we maybe we know a lot about her and we adore her and we've and there's this parasocial relationship with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't fucking know her. And she's not her mom. And just like if you had a problem with your mom, me showing up being like, why you treating your mama like that? Because I really love that time. Remember when she was singing that song? Sometimes I run and she was in that white outfit and then she was doing the thing. I really like that. So you can't be mad at your mom. (laughs) That sounds insane, right? That sounds crazy, right? Right? Yeah, because it is. It is. Like they actually know her. That's their mom. They have private business between the two of them, between the three of them that they feel. And maybe they're bratty teenagers. Maybe uh, their mom has been like inconsistent in their life due to many reasons. Maybe uh, K-Fed doesn't yell at his house. Uh, Apparently there's a lot of weed there, just like at Snoop Dogg's house, according to Brittany. (sighs) Listen, she's barely been on the fucking internet. In, in 2006, I think I was posting Rihanna's nudes on Facebook. So I'm not going to criticize how she uses fucking social media when she first got it. I'm, I'm not doing that. But the truth is it sounds like some fucking family business. It doesn't seem like anybody was hurt. It doesn't seem like anybody was hit. It doesn't seem like anybody's in danger right now. Okay? Uh, so I, I guess what I'm trying to tell you about the... The, the Britney stuff is that it's very nuanced. I feel like we don't have very much information. I feel like like a bunch of shit's about to happen to two kids that have been chased by the paparazzi since they were in utero, okay? And I, I don't think it's great. But as for me, my me and mine... We're going to stay out that lady business. And so I don't know if she pregnant. I don't know. I think she got married. I think I think somebody crashed her wedding. That one dude that she was married to. I don't know. If stuff comes across my eyes, obviously I see it. But I'm not reading shit and I'm not searching anything out. And I'm not engaging in the conversation. Uh, online, you know, just in my text to care. The thing is about... <laughs> My text to Kara is that we text about things that like we don't necessarily want to talk about publicly, which is why it was such a bullshit thing for both of us to ask about this. <laughs> but like I sent her uh, a picture of my mom at my cousin's funeral. My cousin died of two types of cancer. I don't know if that's like a thing. I feel like the way my family keeps saying two types of cancer is like awkward because it feels like you would say uh, cancer, and then you would say that, uh, it must, I'm, I'm not even gonna try to say that word, because I was about to mispronounce it, but it moved to other parts, right, 
Like, I think it's just one cancer. And it just being different. I don't fucking, you know, actually, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And more people should say that. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But my family keeps saying two types of cancer. And I keep going, every time they say it, I'm like, I don't know if that's the way you say it, but okay. So she just died. She was in her 30s. It was my, um, my uncle's kid. And they had, it was a whole fucking thing. She was dying in a fucking hospital. My uncle's wife, so my uncle's there with his kids dying. His ex-wife is there because it's her kid and she's dying. You know, you know, you're not supposed to fucking outlive your kids, okay? So it's all this drama going on. My uncle's new wife is claiming that he is cheating on her in the hospital with the ex-wife, which is some real wild shit to accuse somebody of. Um, I'm not saying it wasn't true because my uncle be doing some wild shit. But I'm going to say this. That's some real, real wild shit to accuse someone of. Then at the memorial, the, the, the new wife refused to get out the car, but she was leaning out the car, ye- yelling to people like, hey, y'all, hey. And my mom was like, I want to go ask her why she's not getting out the fucking car, but I'm not going to listen. So this is the memorial where they do the balloons and shit. And my mom was annoyed because black people are never on time for shit. And it's always like, and and that. But so then what, what happened is I was going to my mom's Instagram pictures for some fucking reason. My mom takes a picture every time she goes to fucking church. And she goes to church all the time. And then I saw that she had this selfie. And listen, my mom looked great, okay? My mom looked fucking great. She's in a selfie, and she's got my uncle right there. And I'm like, is this at the fucking funeral? My mom looked great. She looked like she looked like she had put on her good wig and went down to stun on these grieving hoes. That's what it looked like. And I was just so, like, stressed out. <laughs> so, like, like, I cannot believe you did this picture, <laughs> You think you're, this is a funeral. Why do you like you're on America's Next Top Model? You trying to be on top. Why do you look like this? And so I said it to Kara because I can't tweet that because guys, you don't even know what my fucking mama look like. Because then you're going to find my mama and then who knows what the fuck my mama is doing over there. My mama, ugh. I don't, I, sometimes my mama be on the wrong side of history and I don't need you uh, screen cap and post to my mom's and send it to me and so I could be like yeah bitch I know <laughs> I know my mom thinks the government's controlling the weather to emasculate black men I know I know <laughs> she doesn't think that but so I sent it to Kara and uh like we talked about it and laughed about it and and that's and that's what those uh text messages are for Liz and I I don't I don't, I wasn't tweeting about Depp heard bullshit. I wasn't doing that because I don't want to. I don't want to be on record for that. I don't, I, it, it just, I don't want to be tweeted back about that. I don't, I, but Liz was very much following it. And so I talked to her sometimes about it, but that's in the, that's in the tweet. That's in the text. All right. That, that's not for public consumption. And so it was a, it was an asshole thing of me to do to ask her about Brittany. And she did it right back to me. So there you go. And the answer is, I try to stay out that lady business. She also asked me, um, which housewives I think is generally, genuinely the best person at heart and who's the worst. You know, for a long time, I said the worst was Tamara Barney, okay? Because, uh, she's the only person I ever watched on TV to, uh, to, uh, I, I never watched anybody else on TV set up a rape. You know what I mean? So, uh, like Phaedra lied about a rape. And like I keep saying, I don't even think, I think to this day, Phaedra does not realize 
what the fuck she said. I think she's like, I was just saying, you know, that Candy was sneaky. Candy's a lesbian. Candy's a, you know, all the shit they accuse Candy of being every fucking year. Uh, Candy, Candy sucked a lot of dick for a lesbian. I'm just, I just want to put that out there. <laughs> they, <laughs> they either accuse of Candy of uh, fucking Jermaine Dupree's daddy. I think she did, but I mean, whatever. And, and she done, she, she done had sex with, uh, Gerald Levert. Was it Gerald Levert? <laughs> she done got candy out here and she a sugar mama and she this and that and this is, or she's a lesbian. Which one y'all? Which one is she? Is she fucking all the men's or is she a lesbian? Which one is it? Cause it's not, yeah, it's not the same. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I think to this day, Phaedra doesn't think that whatever she, she doesn't realize that what you said was that. Candy was going to rape Portia. I don't think Portia realizes that either. Because Portia's dumb. I miss Portia. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> she's just fun to watch. What do you want from me? But anyway, uh, Tamara. I used to always say Tamara Barney was the worst person on Bravo. And I will have the most evil person on Bravo. But I don't know. I think she's changed a bit. I don't know. Why am I saying that? Tamara doesn't change. But I guess my standard answer is Tamara with Reza from Shaw's of Sunset being like, Reza and MJ being like right neck and neck with her. Because those are some evil people. They'll do any fucking thing to be on TV. I can't, I mean, I guess they finally canceled the show, which, you know, I enjoy the show. What do you want from me? But I guess they finally canceled it because Mike got his like third domestic violence arrest and they were like, oh, I guess I gotta stop this. I don't know. I don't know how many ratings it was pulling in either. So never, never assume that Bravo did the right thing. Assume that Bravo did the thing that, that, uh, hedged the most bets in terms of money. Um, who's the purest on the, on the, out of the housewives? Oh yeah. She said housewife. So Tamara, Tamara's the evil, the most evil housewife. There is. Um, the thing is, to be on reality TV, to be a housewife, you have to be a little evil. And I, I'm I'm not saying that they're all like planning rapes and shit. What I am saying is that it's to be on reality TV and to do the things you need to do to be on reality TV, you have to do not good people things. It's just really important that. Things that like, okay, so as a society, we agree that talking behind people's backs is wrong, but you have to on reality TV or that, uh, if someone tells you something in confidence going to tell them, but you have to, cause it was recorded. And like, these are all like, you have to, whether or not you want to be a bad person or not, you have to act like a bad person to be on TV. But the most truest of heart, I say Deshaun Snow. That's only because she lasted one season. That's why she was. That's why she only did. Cause uh, she was boring. Although her husband did cheat on her like two years later. Like you know, really like had a had a baby on her and did all kinds of wild stuff. And I was like, you know, Deshaun, if you had stayed on Atlanta like just a smidge longer, this would have been an important storyline. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Um, what else I got here? Dun, 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 dun. I asked Rachel to ask me a question and she asked me, how would your life be different if you were single or had no kids? So, uh, prior to having kids, me and Mr. Curtis, uh, were married for like 10 years. 
And he worked nights most of the time. And I don't like being up at night. So it was like I was single. And I got to tell you, the difference is, is that when I like, I did, I did craft projects every Friday night. I wrote more, definitely a lot more. Um, I worked more. I work a lot now, guys. I work a lot now. I, I don't know if you guys realize that I have a full-time big girl job, serious job. I do this podcast. I still freelance write. And I ghost write uh, erotic novels. Did you know that? Did you know that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't like to, like... I don't really tell anybody about it because I don't need you to read it. So, but like, I have a lot of jobs. Um, I can't, but yeah, I'd work more. I'd probably work more. But I also have a lot more Legos because, Stella, are you, are you eating something? Give me that. Give it to me now. And don't get it again. Anyway, sorry, I I'm sorry you guys had to hear my mommy voice. But I would have like a lot more Legos. I think I would do more traveling. Although mm, I don't think so. It depends. I think I, I maybe I wouldn't do more traveling and do further traveling. Because I actually don't like to travel. And you know most people will be like. I don't know that's like a thing that you're supposed to like to do. But I don't. I don't like being in different time zones. I don't like sleeping in other beds. I don't like having to figure out is that semen on the comforter are those cameras in the alarms uh am i about to get robbed i don't like this shit and so it's not that i don't it's not so i'm I'm not a person that's like ooh, can't you know i catch flights not feelings i mostly want to be at my own fucking house i make my house so fucking nice for everything i love is right here when i was single everything i love is right at my fucking house Although I haven't been single in so fucking long. Because right before Mr. Curtis, I was dating a dude for years, a functioning alcoholic. Um, <laughs> I, we're still friendly. I, I see him sometimes. When I go home. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to really But, uh, and I, I just wasn't often single, to be honest. Like, uh... I would just be like in a relationship and then I'd be like, I'm going to be single. And then the next thing I know, I'd be like, in a three year long, really, I just relationship, relationship, relationship. This is how it goes. But, um, I guess, yeah, I guess if I were single, well, I would not live in Texas. I live in Texas because of my husband, but, and I was on my way to Atlanta when I met him. But, uh, yeah, I probably would have, um, moved. Uh, I'd probably still be in Chicago. I love Chicago. Love it, love it, love it. And um, like I said, I'd probably work more because I like working. I like getting things done. And I'd probably travel further. So I'd like to go, like, I really love Paris. And I'd probably go yearly. Um, I really want to spend some time in Seoul, Korea. And there's a couple other places I like to go, but it's, this is not a thing that I like to do all the time because I actually don't like to travel. This is I. You know what else? You know what? That, that, confessions. I don't like to travel. I don't like music, and I don't mean that. 
<laughs> Who doesn't fucking like music? Me. I don't like music. I'd rather listen to people talk than listen to music. I I listen to music, like, if I have to, but I mostly don't like. When I was painting, I was listening to uh, Renaissance. And, uh, like, my husband kept walking by being like, because he loves, like, if he wants to clean, he puts a bunch of music on. Um, like, I love K-pop, right? But I experience K-pop through visual means. Like, I watch K-pop videos. Uh, if something makes it over to my uh, favorites playlist, it's just a playlist I have of things I, I'm willing to listen to, um, it's really, really good. Because keep in mind, m- most of it is in a language I don't know. So listening to it's weird. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm weird like that. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I don't like music. Not really. I, I don't, I'd rather listen to people talk. I'd rather, I'd rather put YouTube on and let it run with people talking than listen to music. I'm weird like that. I don't know what to fucking tell you. Um, Let's see, what else do I got here? Uh, I asked David, uh, did he have any questions? He said, which family reunion would you rather attend, the Browns of Sister Wives or the Plaffs? The Browns. And the reason is this, the reason is this, is because the Plaff, I don't even watch that show. I know everything that happened on this show because Kara talks about it constantly, Liz talks about it constantly. You guys are tweeting about it. Maria's tweeting about it. The, the, I, I know what's happening on the show. I cannot watch the show because large groups of pale blonde people scare me and make me think I'm about to be hate crimed. And I just don't feel comfortable watching the show. I don't, I don't want the shit in my house. And also, I am... I just feel like I have moved past this type of caring about this type of family. Uh, I just don't care about it anymore. And so, and it's, it's like Teen Mom, right? I care a lot about the people of Teen Mom and Teen Mom 2. I do not care about any new show about pregnant teens. I don't, because I don't care about pregnant teens, guys. I, I care about Kale. Because I've known her so for so long. I like I'm one of the people Kale has to do co-parenting with. Because I, I was there when you had this fucking baby when you had your first baby and I've been there ever since. So like we're together and like you need to put me into the schedule and let me know when Lincoln's football uh game is because cause these these are our children. But there's I, I know there's a show called Unexpected where people like teen but I don't care about that. I don't care about that. I, I care about these specific people and I feel the same way about the plaffs like I understand why it's such a good show and everybody loves it so much I have moved on from caring about stuff like that like I care very much about the goslins and I remember someone was really upset not really upset but they mentioned like you need to pronounce it correctly no I don't need to do shit okay this is my fucking show I'll 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 pronounce it however the fuck I want to okay I'll call them the Gagas. <laughs> I really care about that family. There is no new show with a bunch of multiples that I would be like, I'm definitely going to get into that. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? It's just, I just feel like I have been doing the reality TV shit for so fucking long. For so long. Like that some of these concepts, I cannot get into a new show with these concepts. So obviously I'm going to go to the sister wives reunion because one, I don't feel, I probably get hate crime there 
fucking Janelle and uh, Christine's kids will be there. So I'll probably get hate crimed over there. But at least at least I might have a chance. Maybe Leo will help me. Um, I mm, I was just tweeting about this. Which one of the uh, which sister wife I'd have to, I'd want to be? No one asked me this, but I just want to tell you guys. I'll tell you who, Mary. It's Mary all day, every day. And because we get to keep our own personalities, we just get to take their positions. I want to be at Mary's house because Cody don't come to Mary's house. Because I because Mary got the same size house as every fucking body else, and she got less children. Because we have to put in equally and get equally. And I got less to spend it on. And I got a wet bar. I'd love to be Mary. And, you know, Mary don't understand how to play her fucking position. Because she's in love with Cody. But I'm not in love with Cody. I ain't going to be in love with Cody. And also, she thinks God told her to do this. Me, I don't believe in God. Let me take that back. It's not that I don't believe in God. I believe in, I believe there is something greater than me. But we can call it the universe. And if you want to call it God, that's fine by me. Like, I don't care. And the thing is, God would never tell me to do some shit like that. If, if a voice showed up in my head that was like, go marry this uh, man with heat fried hair and let him be the head of your fucking family even though he knows absolutely fucking nothing and marry a bunch of other women that you don't even fucking like and and uh, then get on TV and look stupid all the time. That's not fucking God. Whatever made me, whatever created me, whatever gave me the spark of life that is me loves the fuck out of me. Why else would they make me so cute and funny? They, God loves me. God loves me and wants the best for me. Why else would they make my knees so cute and chubby? Okay? So, God would never tell me to do some wild shit like that. So that's how I know that's my either my fucked up brain or Satan. So, so like, <laughs> I mean, if you believe in that sort of thing. So, I'm just saying, like, yeah, God, I'd just be like, yeah, Cody, God told you to do this. God didn't tell me to do this because God actually loves me. So, <laughs> so no. <laughs> I just would be like, yeah, um, I'd just be at my house making strawberry margaritas and watching Netflix and like texting my, my internet host. Like I, I'm not, and then I, then I look all sad whenever I had to come to like, oh, I can't, I can only have one kid. Y'all all have a pack of children. Oh, I wish I had a pack of children like you. All right. Gotta go. <laughs> like that's, that's what I do. That's the best, that's the position, Mary's position. All right? I will be cheating on Cody on the internet. I will be, didn't did fucking, didn't COVID happens? And I don't even have to come to family dinners? I don't have to come to family dinners and look at Robin's thick neck heaving as she cries over something that ain't fucking real? Or get Cody's heat damaged hair in my food? And I'm going to just keep it a thousand, 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 all the way for real. All the way for real. Not that crazy about truly. So, like, perfect. I'll just stay at my house. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, So, like, if you're going to be a sister wife, it's Mary. And there are people who are like, I want to be Janelle. No, Janelle has to go to work to take care of all these bozos. And also, Janelle has those far-right uh, uh, conservative youth in her home. Okay, so I, I can't go over there. They watching Fox News over there. I can't do that. Uh, Christine, same thing. I'm not doing that. And again, I'm not sold on truly. So that that's why I want to be married. 
And if this is Girls Next Door, who do you want to be? You want to be Kendra. Kendra. Because Holly's got to be in love with, with baby puppin. And he and live in his shit infested room. And not get to do anything. And have to pretend she wants to have a baby with an abusive octogenarian. Okay? Kendra don't have to do that. Kendra shake her booty. She kiss him. She's like, oh, hey, baby. Like, as far away as possible. Just giggle a little bit. And then go play rap music and twerk with some corgis in her room. That's who you want to be. You want to ghost ride the whip in front of the fucking Playboy Mansion and once a month go in there and, you know, jiggle his balls a little bit and then and then go about your business. I The whole time I would have been there, I'm like, Holly, you and Heifer are in love. I don't want to get it. I don't want to horn in on your relationship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you go on in there and watch another old movie with him. I will be down in the kitchen chilling with all the, the young people down there and sleeping with Hank Bassett. Like, that's what I would be doing. And you're like, what about uh, Bridget? Listen, Bridget got to go to school. And and it just seemed like there's a lot of cat hair in Bridget's room. It just seemed like it, it's just a lot of trouble up in there. You got to dress up in a lot of costumes. I loved how Kendra would just show up and, and they'd be, Holly and Bridget would be in these elaborate fucking costumes. And, and Kendra would just be like in a Chargers jersey going, what's up, huh? What? Oh, this, this this was today? That's what I wanted to do. Mary or Kendra? Um, what else did they, No one asked me that. <laughs> um, if you haven't answered this, which member of the VPR would you sleep with? I think I haven't answered this, but the because the last season of By Pumpkin was all about Vanderpump Rules, I got more like, I don't know. I just felt like I got more familiar with the cast. I mean, I, I watched the show. I was familiar, but it just felt like I was like back in a place where I was actually thinking about them. And the truth is I probably fuck them all. No skips. Every adult. I No skips. Let me name what adult on the show would I not have sex with? Not have sex with DJ James Kennedy. Once. Once. What's wrong with that? Yeah, it's just, it's no skips. Um, they're all, it's an incredibly beautiful cast. Now, do I want to talk to them afterwards? Absolutely not. Most of them, no. No, 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 And like I said, I feel like uh, Tom Schwartz would hate crime me, so. I, like, that would be a very hit and run, because I, I would be looking all around the whole time, making sure his crew ain't coming. Making sure, you know, boat shoes with no socks. I don't, I, mm-mm, no, no. Uh, David also asked if you had to pick one episode of all the reality TV to preserve for future generations as the essence of reality TV, what would it be? Um, I think it would be The Hills and it would be the episode where Lauren was like, you know what you did? You know, you know. I Because I feel like that is such a a quintessential episode of TV. I feel like it represents a lot of what we're actually watching. You know what I mean? And I mean, I'm not saying it's my favorite episode ever. Right now, the, my favorite thing I'm watching is Indian matchmaking. I don't know why. This Indian matchmaking on Netflix is the only thing I'm willing to watch about people dating. I'm so sick of people dating. I'm so sick of like watching people get married at first sight and act like they done made this big accomplishment. Like there's too much reverence for finding a person. 
there is no soulmate. There are multiple soulmates, okay? There are lots of people that you can vibe with. And sometimes there's a reason and a season for somebody, okay? And sometimes it's a long time, it's a short time. The question is, did you have a good time? Why am I rhyming? I'm I'm tired. But I'm sick of like watching shows like that. Shit like um, uh, X on the Beach and shit like that and... What is it? Fuckboy Island? I don't want to watch stuff like that. It feels like every, even Married at First Sight, it feels like every time these shows come on, they're just people trying to get enough followers to sell flat tummy tea. That's what it feels like. That's That's all you're doing here. And, you know, far be it for me to call reality TV inauthentic, but that feels inauthentic. And at least on Indian Matchmaking, I'm sure there's plenty of people there just trying to get enough followers to sell flat tummy tea on, on Instagram. But at least it feels like a lot of them really want to be there. And that, to me, is interesting. I find that interesting. I'm also, like, I really like Family Karma on Bravo. I don't know why. I just, it's silly. It's not, it's not cat. I mean, sometimes they try to make it catty. They try to be like, so-and-so's mad. Indian Drake is mad. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, this is the stakes or nothing. And you're just going to go to your grandma's house and, and chit-chat <laughs> at the end. And she's going to say something funny. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'm in the Indian people. Maybe I'm in, I'm having a South Asian renaissance. I don't fucking know. But those are like the type of shows that I'm willing to watch right now. I'm just like, I do not care about whether or not, you know, you, you say yes to a dress. I don't fucking care. And... I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe something's wrong with me. I don't know. All right. So let's see. That, those are David's questions. Um, Saad has a question because uh, I asked her to give me one. Uh, she says that she, this question is prompted by a Reddit post she saw about Kate from Team Mom uh, fundraising for Nova's cheer competition. First of all, hold on let me get to the question what are your thoughts opinions advice on children fundraising for school events and, and sports is there a way to do this not tacky as fuck personally i hate fundraising guilting your family to buy stupid shit is the worst but i recognize that i'm privileging and just buy sports uniforms myself kate asking for donations on instagram is an extreme end of tacky in my humble my humble opinion she also mentioned that somebody else that somebody had said that it's like a gateway to mlms listen i agree with all that this is an incredibly tacky thing i hate this type of shit um, and again, I feel the same with Sada. I'm like, I'm, I am at the upper end of income for where my, for the kids, the kids, for the families my kids go to school with, either in the neighborhood or at the, uh, or in the charter school that they're now in. And I know that. And so like, I understand th- that me saying like I'd rather just buy the uniforms is not everyone can do that I get that um I was definitely the kid that that my parents are like girl you cannot be in a sport because how are you gonna get that 49.95 for that fucking uniform (laughs) but um I find forcing children to sell things to their family members and friends and mostly what it is is forcing parents to sell to their coworkers. I find it to be incredibly tacky I do not think leveraging your personal relationships is an appropriate thing to do. I just, so just, like I told you, I ghostwrite books, right? I got a project due very soon. 
Um, and it's not just erotica, some other stuff, but I am, I enjoy that work, okay? I do not tell people about it because, because I do not think, if you find it and you like it, fine. Same thing I feel about this podcast. Nobody I know has to listen to this. Nobody. I'm not ever upset if like we're like friends or whatever and you, and you haven't, well, I haven't caught up with the podcast. Girl, you'll never have to listen to this fucking podcast again. The people who want to listen to it should listen to it. That's it. I don't tell anybody in my personal life. The fact that my internet friends know is fine, but like none of them have to listen to it because that's not what, that can't be the business model. Get everybody you know to listen to shit because not everybody wants to fucking do it. And I think it's embarrassing. I think as like, I'm not shy, but I have a lot of anxiety and I'm, and as a kid, I like, this was a very hard thing for me, a social anxiety to show up to someone's door and be like, 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 I hate anything where I'm begging someone to like, choose me. And so like being like, can you buy this for me? Like, I, I hate that. And like, I remember the one year my mom was the cookie mom for Girl Scouts. I mean, that's really the only thing I ever sold. And I barely sold any. I sold like, whatever. And, uh, I ate so many fucking cookies my mom had to pay for and was pissed. <laughs> I actually sold some cookies to a cop. He was my dare officer. Um, it was a base. He was a base cop. He was a military cop. And then I and then he paid me for him. I just ate his cookies. <laughs> never said a word to him. Like he was like <laughs> he never brought the cookies up, and I wasn't gonna bring them up because they were in my tummy. So <laughs> I just think it's like it's tacky. I think. I think it is a pipeline of MLMs and this is why MLMs are not businesses. So I've spent many years writing about business um, and I just want to let you guys know and MLM is not a business. It's not a franchise. It's not, it's not. And part of it is that they expect you to leverage your personal, your personal contacts to sell this product. The product's not good enough to sell it. They, to sell on its own, the money the only the money will be made by getting other people into the into the system. That's why it's a MLM. Uh, that's why it's a fucking pyramid scheme, and the the market is so fucking saturated that you couldn't sell it even if it is a good product because it's not about it's not about um, selling this product. It's about getting people to sign up to sell the product. That's the difference and. The fact that, and I know MLMs are like, they're like, they're pro-women and you can do it from home. But the fact that you have to bother the fuck out of me to buy some candles from you. When if I wanted candles, I would buy fucking candles. Like you wouldn't have to inbox me after bullying me in fucking high school to see if you could get me to buy some candles from you. Do you know how desperate you have to be to have bullied me in high school and now be reaching out to me? Desperate. Because you know, so all that. Anyway, I find it to be tacky. I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. And what I do to to help is I buy whatever it is for my kid and I buy for two other people in the classroom. And because I, no matter what it is, I don't care. My kids have Kona Ice Day when they used to have Kona Ice Day at their school where the Kona ice machine, ice people will come, the truck will come. It's just shaved ice. And I would 
prepay for my children, prepay for two kids in the class, because I don't, I want to make sure that if they don't have enough fucking money, that, that the teachers, you know, teachers pay for shit all the time. They do, because they get, they, they get attached to your children. I just want to make sure the teacher's not paying for shit on her own. I do the same thing with field trips. I do, I pay for two other people, and that's my contribution to it. But I'm not, I'm not gonna have like they're like, oh, it's good to learn how to sell things. I don't know if it is. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if that's absolutely true. Um, I'd rather they do things like car washes or um, things like that. But even then, I'm like, I don't know. I Why do I want you out here? I mean, I did it plenty of times for the debate team. That's how I went to debate camps. When I have those stories about debate camps, it certainly wasn't uh, Yvonne paying for that shit. Because <laughs> if she was paying for it, I wasn't going. But, um, I don't know. I just don't, I'd rather my kids be doing something more productive than standing outside washing cars for three hours. And also, they're bad at washing cars. Whoever, it's really a donation because they, they, they're shitty at washing cars. I, I, maybe I just have a bad perspective on that. I saw a tweet where someone was like, uh, did you work during college? Because my ex has, my ex-wife thinks that my son who's 20 shouldn't have to work in college. And I did work in college. I worked two jobs sometimes. I worked all the fucking time. And you know what? I probably would have had a better college experience if I could have just went to school. And I'm not saying like people paying for all kinds of shit for me and paying for like apartments and stuff, but it would have been really nice to not like have to be like, how the fuck am I going to eat today? And I could have like, I don't know. Uh, I could have like been able to participate in extracurriculars that would have been helpful to my career. I could have done internships. You have to work for free a lot to make network uh, connections and stuff like that. I wouldn't have had to work giving away the military paper, which was terrible. I was really bad at it because nobody wanted it. I was so weird. Everyone would always be like, I feel like it's free. And they'd be like, get away from me. So I was just like throw them in the dumpster. Like, once the guy dropped me off. And he was always like, Princess, you're so good. You get rid of all the papers. I'd be like, yeah, I know. Um, don't check that dumpster over there. And then he'd be like, he had me training someone else. And I'm basically like making up shit to do. Because what I do is I wait till that motherfucker is gone. And then I and then I go throw it in the dumpster. That's what I do. That's what I do. I would have had to, like, work at the... Dunkin' Donuts across the street from my dorm and then quit and not go in. And they were, like, calling me because I didn't want to go to work at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning anymore. I was tired. And, like, so then they could, but they could see my light on in my dorm room. So they're like, Princess, we could see you. And I'm like, turn my light off real quick. I don't want to go to work here anymore. And I'm a kid, so I don't know how to tell you I don't want to work here anymore. Like, I wouldn't have had to done that. I wouldn't have to work in a library. I wouldn't have had to waitress, like, what what kind of career would I have if I didn't have to like get up to go to the fucking five a.m. Shoney Shoney's breakfast buffet and wait tables? What kind of fucking career could I have had? I don't know. And my experience would have been completely different. So if I can't, so so that tweet, I'm like, dude, if you can afford to feed the kid and give him gas money while he's in college, why not? Why not let him have some like bullshit 10 hour a week job in the library and just go to college? What's wrong with that? Let him take a, a dumb internship that like nobody who doesn't have family money can afford to do because you can't afford to work for free. Why not let him just do, let him do that? I, 
I have, like, over the years, I've become a less Puritan work ethic. <laughs> Although I do like working. I like being productive. I like doing things. And all the things I do for work are fun things for me. Mostly fun. The people aren't always fun, but mostly fun. And so, uh, when I am quote unquote working, I feel pretty good about it. But if you don't feel good doing it, I don't want you to fucking do it. If we can, if your parents can afford, like, I'm not even mad at Chelsea from Team Mom anymore. I'm just like, dude, your dad was like a rich dentist. Uh, sure, let him rent you a house. What a, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Why, why, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with him buying you your car and, and, and telling you that he'll do anything as long as you'll pass the GED and then you don't pass the GED for like 10 years? It's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so I agree with you. I think it's tacky. And like, I'm not going to let my kids do stuff like that. I, and uh, Because I don't have to. But talk to me if I had to, then maybe I would. I don't know. Also, like my mom is an N.A., um, so she sells things for her conventions and stuff like that. And like, she sells like popcorn and stuff. And I just, and so like, I have to buy popcorn for her. And I think I've told you guys about this. There's a, there's a woman on her committee. I can't say her name. I want to say her name because it's funny. It's three names like mine and it's funny. But the problem is, is that if I say her name and you, and you Googled it, you would, you would find her immediately because it's an unusual name. But anyway, every time my mom goes to sell stuff, this chick is selling stuff too. And like the first day within two hours, she sold $2,000 worth of stuff. I believe this woman is selling pussy. I do not believe she's selling popcorn. I told my mother this. My mother says she's not selling pussy. I was like, how the fuck would you know? Like she's, 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 uh, this is, this is money laundering. That's what this is. And my mom's always like, can you buy such and such? And I remember when, it first, when it first, I was like, listen, I don't know where my debit card is. I lost it. I got to wait for a new one. She's like, put it on a credit card. I was like, I can't. Like, what do you want me to put interest on a fucking popcorn? I don't want to do that. You can pay it off for the end of the month. I was like, girl, I really don't like you in my finances like this. <laughs> and then she's like, so she made me wake up Mr. Curtis and get his debit card to buy the popcorn. So the next time she was selling popcorn, I was like, I'm not buying no fucking popcorn. I don't want no popcorn. And so, so here's what happens. I got to spend money on popcorn just so you can keep up with that woman selling pussy. And you can't beat a woman selling pussy. You just can't. So <laughs> yo, you got is popcorn. So... <laughs> I, I don't, so one, I have to spend a ton of money on it. Two, then the popcorn gets here, right? Then I have to distribute the popcorn. I gotta be in charge of the popcorn. The kids ask me about the fucking popcorn. Popcorn's all over the fucking floor. <sighs> I don't want to. This is why I don't take home leftovers. You know how like, when you go somewhere, someone's like, do you want some leftovers? No, I don't want any fucking leftovers. First of all, I don't even like leftovers. Second of all, as soon as you hand me those leftovers, it became my problem. Now I gotta distribute the leftovers. Then I gotta wash the fucking the thing the leftovers are in then I gotta make sure that gets back to you then you're gonna ask me how the leftovers are so I gotta make up something about the leftovers because I didn't eat them because I don't eat leftovers so like I don't know what to say like I don't eat leftovers and I also don't want to be don't I got enough stuff I'm in charge of please don't make me in charge of one more thing so second time I was selling it uh, she was like are you gonna buy something I was like no and she texts me. She's like, so I'm selling the popcorn. I was like, yeah, I know you told me that last week. And I said, no. So I hadn't talked to my mom all day. And which is weird because me and my mom talk all the fucking time. So my mom calls me. I don't answer the phone because I'm doing something else. And she calls me back to back. And so I know it's about this fucking popcorn. So I answer the phone. 
And I go, is this about popcorn? And she goes, she goes, she calls me, she goes, she calls me by my middle name. Oh, please, please, why don't you buy the popcorn? I was like, because I don't want any fucking popcorn. I don't want any. My mom's like, okay. But remember we used to sell Girl Scout cookies. I was like, I didn't really sell Girl Scouts cookies. I ate Girl Scouts cookies. That's what I did. That's what I did. I did not really sell them. And also you signed me up for that pyramid scheme. Okay, so I don't know what to tell you. Girl Scouts isn't a pyramid scheme. It is because the goal, you don't get money for signing people up for Girl Scouts. That's not that's not how it works. But it is, I guess it'd be, it's an MLM. It's fraud anyway. <laughs> that's me how but it is. But then, so then I bought the fucking popcorn and then I got it shipped to her house because I was like, I don't want the fucking popcorn. So then the popcorn showed up in her house, and then she had an attitude. She's like, what am I going to do with all this popcorn? The same thing you thought I was going to do with all the fucking popcorn. You do that. Well, don't your kids want popcorn? My kids want a lot of fucking things. Okay? I don't want to tell you. Well, you bought all this popcorn because you made me. You made me buy. You knew. for some, Somehow you knew it was payday, and you knew. <sighs> so then for weeks after that, she'd be like, oh, I'd be like, what are you doing? Well, I have to go around and figure out what to do with this fucking popcorn. Well, Okay. Okay. If you had it your way, I'd be feeling... <sighs> Let me stop talking about popcorn. But yeah, I don't like those things. Um, What else? What else? What else? Who else answered me? And also, yeah, I think it's really tacky for Kate to be doing it. Kate is a multimillionaire. She has to be because she owes millions to the fucking IRS. And as Karen Huger told us, you can't owe millions unless you made millions. So, like... <laughs> I don't think she owes millions. I think she owes hundreds of thousands. But still, she has money. Her, she keeps buying all these houses. They only cost $3 each. She's got fucking money. She was getting a horse. She got money. So for you to be fundraising, for you to be like, and then and to have this big platform and be like, do you, can you just like, can you just donate some money for Nova's cheerleading outfit? Go buy Nova a fucking cheerleading outfit and stop begging on the internet. Okay? Anyway. um, Okay. Oh, uh, Maria asked... House Bunny's Olympic gymnastics journey going. It's going well. It's going well. I mean, she really thinks she's going to the fucking Olympics. And, but it's something that she loves. It's something she can have. She just got moved up. Um, she's doing very... I. She's doing stuff that I didn't know she could do. But the thing about Bunny is Bunny's built like a gymnast. She has really thick thighs. And she's, she's tall for her Asian, but not tall... It's tall in a weird way. Like her arms are really long. She's very graceful. And her points are beautiful. And um, I'm really happy she's in it. Um, I was thinking about putting her also on a tumbling class. Because her tumbling is not like. I mean she's not doing great on tumbling. Because you know. But. Uh, and also Mr. Curtis is trying to teach her how to tumble. Did I, do you guys know. That Mr. Curtis about. Once a year does a backflip. And ruin and like almost dies. Do you guys know that? Mr. Curtis can do backflips in theory. And so <laughs> like it always happens at a basketball court too. I don't what what? <laughs> and he almost almost he why would you want to do this on concrete? Why? Why? And so because <laughs> this is what's going on. I'm not fucking joking. About once a year, Mr. Curtis does a backflip and almost dies. 
<laughs> and the man says, stop. And he will not. <laughs> and like my mother says, you can't control people. All you can all you can do is up their life insurance. That's all you can fucking do. <laughs> but like, because he does his backflip once a year, he has decided he's going to teach Bunny how to. Like, Mr. Curtis is always like <laughs> chasing Bunny around being like, you need to do a back bend click kickover right now. You should be able to do it immediately as soon as I sit. Like, you know how uh, Matthew Knowles used to run behind Beyonce and be like, sing right now. Because if you can sing, you can sing. Like that, that's what he is. That's what he's doing. But here's the other thing. He doesn't come to gymnastics class. He doesn't watch her. He doesn't know what she's working on. She does. He just decided to be like a stage father who never goes near the stage. It's very weird. So like, I want to put her in this something class for Mr. Curtis like, kills her <laughs> i'm thinking about doing that i like i'm happy bunny's getting to do this and my younger ones are like uh my little ones bear bear and uh monkey are like uh so when do we start gymnastics class i don't know when you get a mama with some money that's like, fuck me <laughs> what do i look like <laughs> what do i look like giving all my money to the little gymnastics studio <laughs> So y'all can learn to flip and shit. Y'all flip all the fucking time. That's why Bear Bear, that's why Bear Bear came out the room screaming looking like Carrie because he did a flip off the fucking bed and hit Monkey's bed. And then my mom was like, oh, you should tell the kids not to jump off the bed. Do you think that right before this happened, the rule was you could jump off any bed anytime you wanted to? Is that what, do you think that, do you think that's what I told them? No. Anyway, it's going great for him. <laughs> um... What else do I have here? Oh, um, I'm not going to say this person's name because uh, this talks about sensitive subjects. Uh, she says, my mom's very fair. I'm not. She's black. Okay. My mom has the biggest chip on her shoulder about being light skinned versus mixed race and then teeing off against darker skinned women when they talk about their experience as a black woman. I got into an animated conversation about, um, about this and because well hold on i'm missing part of this conversation because she did ask me a question um have you visited well she asked me two questions so the first one was about um well she asked me three the first one is about this um i don't know if you've addressed this but i'm curious to hear about your take on colorism in the real housewives of potomac that's what that's that question is and she's talking about a mother who's fair um but not mixed and like how she has a big chip on her shoulder about her life versus being mixed raced. And I have talked about this, but I want to talk about this again. So on the first season of Real Housewives of Potomac, Katie, who who is mixed raced, but shows up in the world as a black woman. Um, she converted to, Juda- to Judaism when she was like 12 years old because her mother married a Jewish guy. And like... I don't know. She thinks she is so special because she's black and Jewish. And I'm like, girl, why is she acting like no one's ever heard of anybody, a black Jew ever? That's what's wrong with you. But she, so she's mixed. Although she reads as black. She's, she's brown skin. Uh, Ashley Darby is mixed race. Uh, and is very, is it typically what you would think of as someone with a mixed race. Um, she looks like every black child actor on the screen. Uh, light skin, uh, 3C hair. Uh, 3C hair means like big curls. Um, what else? Uh, now, 
Robin and Giselle are light-skinned women with light eyes, green eyes or blue eyes. And they are not mixed. They are black. And it was very hard conversation because Katie was like, you guys are obviously mixed. And, but the thing is, is that race is hard guys. And especially like for black people, many of us have multiple races in our like DNA, but we are black people. And that although it, the, the one drop rule is quite, it's, it's racist. But the fact is, is that you get to have all kinds of things swimming in your, in your genetic pool and still get to claim as black. That's just the way it is. And so, if you want to. And so, there is a difference between being a mixed race person who has a parent of one race and a parent of another race and being a black person who has had all types of white people up in your family tree and for various reasons, rape, slavery, very, you know. And so, or... In Giselle's case, Giselle is a Beyonce. And that is that uh, Creole type, you know. And those people who have those, who have those uh, mixing of races in their, in their backgrounds tended to marry other people like that. Like, that's where that paper bag test shit comes from. You have to be lighter than this paper bag and stuff. And so not only do they have, like, white people in their genetic background, they keep white people in their genetic background background by marrying only other really light black people but they are black people and that's different from Ashley's experience who's a mixed race and I know this is complicated and the the first year of Real Housewives of Potomac was really annoying to me because like this is something that as black people we all I don't want to say we all know but it's but there but it's there's an obvious difference between being mixed race and being light-skinned with a multi races in, in your background. I've actually, I got a sunburn, like I'm, I'm recovering from a bit of a sunburn. And I just remember my mom's dark skin. I grew up, my, my father's multiracial and um, I, my, excuse, my biological dad is multiracial. He was in prison my entire life. I grew up a very fair woman, child of a dark skinned woman. And like it, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like like it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. But the fact is, is that people constantly questioning your parentage because you do not, because your coloring is different. It's tough, especially in the black community. And I remember being like, uh, feeling like not good enough because my mother loves being black. She loves being black. Being black is the best thing ever. And I wanted to look like her. And I wanted to be, when she talks about the darker, the barely sweeter juice, I wanted to be a part of that. And it felt like I wasn't. Everybody else in the family is darker and I wasn't. And part of the reason I'm like pretty brown at this point is because I used to stay out like in the sun on purpose. So there you go. Maybe I was tanning, but I used to like, it, I was very, I wanted to be darker. I just wanted to be darker at all times. And to, so I could fit in. But I remember I was and like my aunts would make fun of me uh, and say that my mother wasn't my mother and that like, whose kid are you? And like this. 
And I, these are things said in joke. This is one of the... So I have talked about this before. I stand by it. You guys got to stop talking about uh, Kale's youngest son and about the fact that, that uh, he is too light to be his father's son. It, you guys got to stop saying that because race is hard. And the fact is he, he like, you do not know that he is not. And so it is already tough enough being a person of color being raised by a white woman. Okay. A racist white woman kills a racist. Um, she just, she is, I'm not gonna elaborate on that. And your sibling, your full sibling is much darker than you are. And like questioning somebody's like questioning parentage normally is like gross already, but we do it anyway. But questioning Creed's parentage is also questioning his race. And it sucks to be a person who phenotypically does not look like the race that you are, right? Um, so stop doing that. <laughs> like, it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me if that wasn't uh, Chris's kid. It wouldn't surprise me if it was. I none. I've I've seen I've seen uh, more surprising combinations come out in different ways. That, but like in this particular case. This is racist. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop questioning people's race in this way. Um, but anyway, I want to talk. So specifically to answer her question, it is true that like, like it is very difficult. Hmm. Listen, there's a reason the light skins have a, have a reputation <laughs> and it's a Drake reputation. <laughs> There's a reason for it. Uh, and it's not that being light skin in black society doesn't like come with its own set of troubles. It's just that the trouble is just that those troubles compared with your proximity to whiteness. I don't know. They're just not as big of a deal. And it's like, it's like skinny privilege, right? People be like, people have called me skinny all my life. It's been the worst thing that happened to me. You're right. Like people shouldn't be commenting on your body. People shouldn't be trying to make you feel bad about what your body looks like. But you cannot compare that to what, what the world is like for someone who's fat. You just can't. That said, we're not in the struggle Olympics. We don't have to like, we're, we're not giving out awards who had the worst struggle. And like, I can see how, frustrated I would be with someone who had light skin and therefore had proximity to whiteness privilege, right? So uh, you look, the fact that you are lighter makes you more attractive regardless of what you look like, okay? Light skinned women are automatically sort of more beautiful. We, it's four or five times a year some rapper comes out and explains that they don't, they won't date anybody darker than a paper bag because dark-skinned women are ugly or like the things that dark-skinned women have to go through in in society compared to what light-skinned women have to go through well there's really not a lot of comparison to be made that's not and this is this is what privilege like this is the problem with privilege to begin with people hear privilege and they think that means you never had a problem in your life right 
that you've got some sort of privilege so that means that everything has been peachy fucking keen forever but that's not what it means it just means that if there's some problem it won't be because of this it won't be because of your whiteness if you don't get ahead it won't be because you're a dude you know and if if you experience racism it won't be because you're a light-skinned woman you know i that said, I have a lot of like uh, empathy for people, for lighter people trying to fight, trying to like find their way within black community because one, we love to make fun of y'all. <laughs> we love to make fun of y'all. We like, oh, here come the light skins, here they come. <laughs> and like, I can, I can see like getting into this animated conversation with your mother about how just because she doesn't have the same privileges being as a mixed race person. Right? Just because she doesn't have that same privilege doesn't mean she doesn't have any. And it certainly doesn't give her cause to dismiss the fact that dark skinned women get treated terribly. Dark skinned women are apparently the least likely to be married. Dark skinned women are the least, they, they're, they're likely to be educated, but um, underemployed. Dark skinned women are the joke most of the time. Do you know how fucking fine you gotta be to be dark skinned and for people to automatically acknowledge your beauty right away? And not fetishize, not that. Acknowledge your beauty. It It's... I, I just like, I, I know it's tough. Like in terms of like, it's hard to watch these conversations on TV. It's hard to watch them in real life. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the other question she asked, um, was, um, what are your thoughts on how reality show royalty like New York has impacted stereotypes of black women and black women on reality TV? I hate this, but it bothers me that we see exaggerated characters before a white audience. What you're talking about is kitchen table talk in front of a white audience. In fact, I am doing kitchen table talk right now because most of my audience is white. And... Here's what I, I understand. I too, well, I don't know if this is true for you, but I grew up uh, with respectability pro- politics. Like as, as a black woman, I'm not allowed to go to the store in my scarf because if I do, then the white people will see me. In fact, one of the most com- common refrains in my house growing up is why are you doing this to me in front of the white people? And it was almost a joke, but it but it means that it means that like you was acting fine, then we got in front of these fucking white people and you acting wild, and now what are they gonna say about us? And like I grew up with the with the Bill Cosby's of the world, pull up your pants and they won't shoot you and various other things. And like I internalized a lot of that. And so yeah, uh black people being being stereotypically black or unapologetically black in front of white people used to make me uncomfortable. I'll tell you why it doesn't anymore though. The reason is I realized that if people hate you, doesn't matter what you're going to do. So why not be myself? Why not be as blackity black, black, black as I want to be even exaggerated because not everyone's like that, but, but New York's personality is a black personality. And 
I'm going to let her live, even though I know, I feel like I agree with you, it's exaggerated on her even, but I'm going to let her live because the fact is she could have walked in there, like Mary had a little lamb and, and was like very like quiet and everything. And the people that hate her and are like, that's what they're like, they would have said that anyway. I, I told the story before I tell it again. Um, when I was fostering, I like fostering is a very white thing. Like most of the people there are white, very few black people like families do that um and but i used to my my agency used to be in salado texas which is a little little town northwest like going to colleen and waco and shit and uh i never had to go there but a few times for like training like they would do like cpr if you could go there and get it for free or you could go take another class and pay for it and i like to go for free but it's a small town and like also my agency like handles like a large area so it's mostly white people but I knew I knew that like like the first time I went up there I'm sitting there staring at the wall because I forgot my phone in the car and my husband's in the bathroom so I'm not talking to anybody I don't know anybody and this and the director comes up to me and goes you must be princess and I was like why must I be princess and she goes oh well you know uh a caseworker I'd met the one that first interviewed was like yours because she told me about your sparkling personality and I'm like girl I'm staring at a wall I'm just sitting here waiting my husband's out there smoking but what I realized is that she knew I was princess because I was black because that caseworker and then there was every reason for her to tell her I was black because the caseworker had come to the house and she was taking text messages from a white foster parent who had black little girls in her care and she was there was their first day of school and she was really concerned about their hair she wanted them to look she didn't want to be made fun of. She she didn't want them to look like a white lady did this. She she wanted them to look presentable. She wanted them to have whatever their mother would have given them, which is an admirable thing. It's what you should be doing. And so she had sent her caseworker a picture and was like, do you think this is okay? Like, like I don't want anyone to say anything to them today. And so she, she was like in the middle of texting her and telling me, and I was like, show me the picture. She showed it to me and I was like, oh yeah, they look great. Like, I don't see anything wrong with her. And so I can see how this conversation went. So that's how you know I'm a black lady. Or you know I'm black because there's not that many black people here. But it's okay to admit that I'm the black person here. But anyway, so we already had that experience. And then the other thing was that we had been there. This is one of those, they call them Super Saturdays. Where you have like, a, you get like a lot of classes done on one Saturday. So you can just get it all done. And so me and my husband were there and they were like, yeah, you want to get lunch? They do a break for lunch. And my husband is like, my husband loves fried chicken. I, who fucking doesn't love fried chicken? My husband loves chicken. Loves it. In fact, he's frying chicken right now. But he wanted to go to Bush's Chicken across the way. Bush's, I like Bush's Chicken. I mean, it's a little, it's a little bland on the seasoning part. Like it's not, it doesn't have a lot of seasoning, but it's very crispy and they have the soft rolls. It's great. Put some hot sauce on it. But he was like, I'm going to go get some chicken. And I was like, no. And he's like, what? And I was like, we're the only black people in here. We cannot come back with a bucket of chicken. What do you want? You want to go to the store and get a fucking watermelon too? Come back in so they can all be like, yeah, we knew it. And he was like, princess, you are crazy. And I was like, we're not getting chicken. Like, and if you get chicken, you need to eat in the car. Dude, we're not going up in there with a bunch of fucking chicken because of stereotypes and stuff don't make any fucking sense but still so I don't know I think I'm gonna get a subway sandwich or something we come back 
everybody in that fucking place got fried chicken. Everyone. They're they're living they they're having the best time. I can I can hear the crispiness of the chicken as they're ripping it apart, eating the chicken. And my husband is eating his little ham and cheese sandwich from Subway and is looking at me like I can't believe you made this happen to me. <laughs> but that that's an example. Like I don't as a black person I have to be I have to be representative of the best of my of my race everywhere I go. No the fuck I don't. Guys, they hate Obama. There is nobody more respectability politics than fucking Obama. They hate him. I'll never be Michelle Obama. <laughs> I'll never be Michelle Obama. I'm too fucking ghetto for that. So they calling her monkeys and shit and gorillas and shit. They're, 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 it doesn't matter how good you are. It does not matter how much you buck the stereotypes. It doesn't matter how, how muted you are. If they're going to hate you, they're going to fucking hate you. They're going to figure out a way to fucking hate you. So for me, and this is, this is really something that's like been, been like in my spirit in the last few years. Like I'm going to be as black as I fucking want to be. I like, I enjoy certain blackity black black things and I'm going to do those things. And even with this podcast, I know like there are some people listening to this that are like, I did not sign up for this uh, race talk here, but I don't know what to fucking tell you. My blackness is the seasoning of this. You don't get this fucking seasoning. If you want to hear dumb stories about me eating all the uh, <laughs> Girl Scout cookies and whether Mr. Curtis... And me fought over the fucking thing. You got to get the blackness with it. It just comes with it. You know how when you go to a restaurant and you be like, can I get this without the peppers? And they be like, no, because the peppers come with it. Because uh, they pre-prep it in the day and the peppers are already in there. And there's no way to take the peppers out. There's no way to take the blackness out of me. And so even exaggerations, even things that are like maybe too black for certain audiences, I don't care. I really don't care. The only thing I won't do is use the N-word in mixed companies because I don't, you are never allowed to use the N-word with me. Now, you can't sing it. You can't rap it. You can't type it. You can't, if you know sign language, you can't sign it to me. You, I, it's, it's, not, it's not a thing for me. I, I remember in high school getting out of the car because this white kid in the back had said it. And like a really good friend of mine in the front was like, it's going to be okay. It's fine. Like he didn't mean it or whatever. And I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't have to be here. I don't have to be here with this. I don't ever have to fucking be here. That's another thing I've learned over the years. I, I am really a little shocked at myself because I don't think I knew all the time I didn't have to be places in high school, but I got out of that fucking car and I walked home down Little Creek fucking road. All the way to Halpern. <laughs> like, I, I just, I was like, I don't feel like it. And she was like, you're not going to hang out? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Not if he's going to be there and not if he's going to be doing this. And I didn't. And another thing I've learned over, especially, especially over the last few years, I don't have to fucking be here. I don't have to be nowhere. I'll quit this fucking job. I'll leave this fucking relationship. I'll leave this fucking friendship. I don't fucking have to be here. And if being here, like, fucks with my mental I really can't be here I need that <sighs> that's off topic but anyway yeah I totally understand how you feel about that and like with the um New York and stuff and sometimes it's hard watching especially exaggerated expressions of blackness through a white lens but 
If I want the world to stop looking at everything through a white lens, me too. I got to stop too. And like, it really doesn't matter what they're looking at. Let her do her thing. Let her do her neck. Let her, <laughs> let her spit on pumpkin. See, here's the thing. Pumpkin, pumpkin. Did Punkin did all kinds of shit on the fucking show. She did all types of shit on the show. And Buck Wild did shit on the show. And Laylene did shit on the show. And none of them had to like hold the weight of their races. Right? Nobody said Red Pearl was a tattletale and all Asians are tattletales. It's mostly it's black people get done with that. Like, oh, she was this, she was a bitch, she was blah 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 blah. And I have to like so yeah, like, you know, I, I let New York do her thing. Okay, what else? What else? Oh, she asked me, did I ever go to uh, uh, itsyoursexlife.com? No, I've never gone there because uh, by the time, like I am an old lady. So by the time this shit was coming on, I know all about my sex life. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am a very sexual human being. I enjoyed sex from a young age. Much younger than I should have been having sex, and uh, like, there's really nothing you can tell me about it. I know, I know, I seem like a prude, and I and I am a prude in a lot of ways. I'm, excuse me, I'm not a prude. I'm lazy, is what I am. <laughs> I'm lazy, <laughs> and I'd be the worst sex worker on earth. I have a bad attitude. My customer service is bullshit, and I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, listen, they're gonna be like, be on top. I'm like, I'm, I can't get on top. I, I'm, if I can't get on top, I just walk my dogs. I, I just came from Popeye's. You know, they got that macaroni and cheese at Popeye's. I'm full of that macaroni and cheese. I cannot get on top. I can't. I can't. I can't. It's like, I, I can see myself now. I'm like, do I have to, can, can you like, just like jiggle it a little bit? It'll be, I'll spit on it. I, I don't want to do, like, I'm a lazy person, but I'm not a prude. And so, no, I've never been to It's Your Sex Life because I know all about my sex life. Um, uh, I got another question. I am going... Uh, this is from Nadia. She says, why is everyone shocked that Cassie Hilton is a bad person? I don't know why. I don't know why. Guys, I'm not really keeping up with Beverly Hills, but I know that Cassie Hilton said something about Lizzo. I think she called her precious or something like that, which is a thing that people do about any uh, fat black woman. They call her precious, even though they've probably never seen a fucking movie or whatever. And I don't want to say her name in it wrong I know what her name is I can I, I can spell the name right fucking now but I but I feel like I'm gonna say the name wrong but the woman who played Precious is constantly having to be like to let everybody know that that's like we all think that that's what somebody ugly is fat black dark unattractive not not fat in the good way either the fat you know fat where you can push your shit into like a into like a a, a, a shape the, the worst fat. Um, I So I haven't really been following, but I guess that's what happened. Or something else happened. Girl, yeah. Whatever. I The thing is, I actually don't know what was said. But whatever they said, Kathy said, Kathy fucking said it. Because Kathy Hilton's a bad person. Kathy Hilton says the N-word all the fucking time. I guarantee you she does. Who, who the fuck do you think taught Paris how to say it? Paris Hilton. You guys go back to some of Troy's old episodes where she talks about uh, the Paris Hilton ball. Paris Hilton is just like racist and gross and just <sighs> disgusting. And Kathy Hilton's a bad person. And Paris Hilton is a bad person who says Kathy Hilton is a bad person. I watched 
Paris's documentary, she or docu whatever on YouTube, she says her mother's a bad person. And she's a bad person. So I believe her. I believe she knows a bad person when she sees one. I don't know why people are shocked like that. I think that people have short memories. And then when someone gets on on camera and it's fun. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I enjoy watching Portia. Portia's a bad person. And she's stupid. Like, I'm never shocked at anything. I think I, think I might be a Jen fan. Like, th- this last season of Salt Lake City, I was like, I like Jen. I'm a bad person, apparently. So, yeah, I don't know why people were shocked like, by that. Nadia also asked about TikTok. On TikTok, non-black women keep making weird videos. Panning, pan, non-black men keep making weird videos pandering to black women. Like, what's up with that? Of the views. Because as black women... We often, if a black, if a not, hmm, okay. So the way it goes is this, in terms of inner, in terms of sexual, sexual uh, prowess. Black men are at the top of the heap. Everybody wants to fuck a black man because the stereotype is that they have big dicks and they can, that's all, that's all they're good for is fucking, right? That's why interracial porn is like white women, black men is like, one of the leading like categories of porn. So, but as far as black women are concerned, we are supposed to be like less desirable. Like I said, we're at least likely to be married. We're we're considered we're considered too too uh, opinionated and too loud and ghetto and and all those things to for partnership um, and. This is this is all like mean shit, stereotype shit. And so, but here's the thing. If you as a non-black man professes a love for black women, we go up for you. We go up for you. We're like, yeah. Like, so, um, in fact, anybody saying they love black women, even a black man or a, a, a racially ambiguous man, like, the Rock saying that he wants to be Megan the Stallion's pet, babe. I ain't ever seen The Rock near a white a black woman, not once. And that like whatever, whatever. I I'm not shocked that he that I've only seen him in racially ambiguous women, with his racially ambiguous. He The Rock is black. Um, I think he considers himself to be black. He talked like in all his interviews. I remember one interview. He was he was he uh, said to the interviewer, he was like. Your dad's black, huh? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you know. He's like, yeah, you can always tell. My dad's black, you know, because I'm black. Like, I think The Rock, in his innermost, considers himself to be a black person. But he is, because of his career, he is racially ambiguous and that he'll be whatever you want him to be. And that makes him more popular than leaning into his blackness. But I've never seen The Rock near a black woman. Not in a movie, not in a TV show, not in his real fucking life. So... Him coming out with being like he wants to be Megan Thee Stallion's pet is interesting. I'm not saying he's lying, but it's interesting. But as soon as he says something like that, we're like, oh, yeah, The Rock is checking for us, so we checking for him. And I think that's that's what the, those TikToks were. It'll be some white guy with a John B. haircut um, being like, you know, I love a black woman. I love black women. They're so chocolatey. I, 
non-black people stop calling us food okay stop doing it it's not that calling black people food is a bad thing in general it's just that it's weird that's where you go to all the time why do you want to eat me why why and not in a good way. I feel like you want to eat me in a bad way. Like, I feel like I, I feel like this is about to be a Jordan Peele movie. Anyway. So that was from Nadia. What else do I have? I'm going long. But I'm going to get through this. This is what I get for making people give me. Because I'll be like, where's your question? <laughs> I don't just solicit questions on uh, on um, Instagram. I'm also like directly like, I need a question. <laughs> um... On Instagram, someone asked me what my favorite book of all time is. Guys, I've read a lot of books. I am, I am a self-identified reader. I love to fucking read. Um, and it really just depends on the time of my life that you would have asked me that. But, and it depends on the reason. So, okay. So, my favorite, the book I go back to over and over again, the series I go back to over and over again is called Anna Green Gables. And I just, I don't know why. I, I... I was talking about this with the Ghostbusters thing. Like, go, I'm such a huge fan of Ghostbusters. And I finally watched Ghostbusters Afterlife with the kids last night. And I was like, this is a cute little kid movie. But Ghostbusters wasn't a kid movie. I just happened to see it and fall in love with it. It's just four grown fucking men uh, smoking cigarettes all the time. And, like, a CGI ghost. That's what it is. And so, and, but, and it's not a good movie either. I don't, I, please don't, I talk about Ghostbusters so much. I don't want you guys to get an impression that I think it's a good movie. I read, I saw the movie when I was a kid and I fell in love with it then. I never, I've never seen a Star Wars movie. I don't want to see one too because y'all like them too much and it's too much fucking pressure. But if I had sat, someone had sat me in front of a Star Wars movie when I was like five years old and was like, watch this. And it was became something I watched all the time. I would I would be the same thing. I would be I would so much of my personality would be that. And Anne of Green Gables is something that I read as a young kid, and I just was like immediately involved. I like invested in it. I wanted to get some puff sleeves. I felt bad when uh, Anne lied about losing that. Um, it's an old lady thing. It's a it's like a pen or whatever. Um, but they call it something else. I definitely, I actually got a friend drunk on accident. Because I was giving out shit at my house. Like, all that stuff is is so, like, ingrained in me. And, like, I think I quote Anne of Green Gables all the time. I even, like, because I have high anxiety and I'm, like, always anticipating the, the worst thing happening. I... One of the ways I calm myself down is I remember how Anne would say, like, you got to expect the best because if you expect the worst and the worst happens, not only did the worst happen, then you also had to live through expecting the worst. And if you expect the worst and the best happens, then you ruined the best thing because you expected the worst. But if you expect the best all the time and the worst happens, at least you had a good time leading up to it. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I say kindred spirits all the time. I love Anne of Green Gables. Um... I'm also a huge fan of the Myth series by Robert Asprin. I think I hope I'm saying his name correctly. But a lot of my personality and what I think is funny, a lot of what I think is funny comes from like old sitcoms because that's what I was raised on. And you know, my Bob Newhart's and I just checked Bob Newhart's still alive. <laughs> my Mary Tyler Moore's and my Dick Van Dyke's and things like that. And you know, Patty Dukes. 
and uh, Dobie Gillis and you know all that Morgan Mindy's and um that's a lot of what my personality is but from TV but in book form the myth series and I have them all and it's just it's hard to describe oh well the the concept is that a demon was being conjured by a wizard and a see sound wild <laughs> a lot of you're like all right done with that <laughs> and the wizard dies but doesn't die the wizard dies in the middle of the conjuring and the demon oz not like the wizard of oz like oz like it's it's, it's a whole it's a bit and skeeve uh team up and the demon starts takes takes uh skeeve underneath his arm and they go on these misadventures that are really like good okay um so those so anna green gables the myth and every and every and you know i love a cozy mystery you know how cozy one of the reasons i love cozy mysteries is because I love how there'll be a series and they'll decide they'll choose one word and then make a bunch of puns off for every title. Myth Inc. does that too. Like, like one book is called The Missing Link. Myth. And then I-N-G Link. Like, <laughs> hey, listen, I like a pun. Um, those are, those are important, like, important books to me. Um, yeah, but it really just depends, like, on when you catch me. Did you watch I Love Money back in the day? If so, what was your favorite character? Um, I did watch I Love Money. I, I think that I do not remember everyone specifically. I do remember that they couldn't pl- air that last season because uh, they stopped being able to make shows because that person on Megan Wants to Marry a Millionaire killed someone. But I don't remember everybody, but I did love that show. I should go back and rewatch it. Um I feel like the reason I haven't gotten back to I Love Money because I feel like I need to get to I Love New York and then I need to do Ray J of Love. What's the Ray J of Love? For the love of Ray J. I need to get into, I need to like revisit those things before I get to I Love Money because that's where they pull from. It was like the challenge for VH1 Bachelorette shows. Thoughts on Teresa's wedding hair? Teresa's wedding hair, I, Kara said this on her show. I'm going to tell you guys again. Teresa's wedding hair are German shepherds. That's where those German shepherds. You remember them four or five German shepherds that uh Joe used to be running around with in the yard. That's where they went. Suddenly, them German shepherds ain't around, and Teresa got some blonde, brown, brown, black hair in her head. It looks very stiff, like a German shepherd. And you can say whatever the fuck you want to. Them German shepherds did not go to Italy. They didn't get deported too. They just disappeared. That that's the truth. That's that's what I think happened right there. You know. Um, I just saw recently that Farah was talking about renting out Starburst for uh, parties and shit. Starburst has been dead. And I know it's been dead because Farah been walking around with Starburst on her head. I've seen it. And if Starburst is alive, if, a big if, then um, she bald. <laughs> Farah been wearing her hair. So, um... What is your comfort show when you're having a bad day or comfort movie? So my comfort show is Elementary. It is a procedural that was on CBS. Um, it stars Johnny Lee Miller and uh, Lucy Liu. And it is a, it takes, it's a retelling of Sherlock Holmes as if Sherlock Holmes lived in New York, present day New York City. I mean, he's English, he's here because his dad it's a long story but um 
in New York City. He is a heroin addict and he meets Dr. Joan Watson because she stopped practicing medicine and became a sober companion. And through that first season, their relationship, um, he realizes that he she makes him a better detective and that she's really suited for. And he entices her to stop being a sober companion and to just be his partner. They work well together. And it goes through, I believe it's seven or eight seasons. This is my comfort show. I go to sleep to this show at night. I, um, if I'm in bed, like sick or something, this is what I put on. Uh, it is, I, I like this show so much. I don't like to talk about it because I'm not saying it's the best show on earth. It is my show. It is, a, I love a cozy mystery, which is why I like procedurals. Um, I love people doing detective work that are not cops. I love mysteries, but I, it's fuck the police. So like, even though they work with the police, I like that they're not the police. Lucy Liu is beautiful. The fact that they keep calling her beautiful all throughout the show, they'll be like, well, someone said they saw a gorgeous Chinese lady. And I'm like, guys, why can't you just say you saw a Chinese lady look like Lucy Liu? Why are you saying that? Like, it's so weird. That at one point, her stepfather wrote, started, like, he, he's, a, he's an author. He started writing these mystery novels about a, the world's greatest detective and uh, a gorgeous Chinese woman that fucks all the time and they solve mysteries together and there were like all these sex scenes and stuff and I was like hey does anybody want to I mean everyone said it was gross but like it resolved pretty quickly and I was like do you don't think it's weird that your that your white stepdaddy um has been taking like news of the the, the cases you've been solved from your mom and writing books and where you're riding Sherlock in the Central Park while looking for you don't think that's weird you you still going over the house <laughs> Um, yeah, that's my comfort show. Uh, Superstore is a comfort show as well. Uh, but I don't watch it as much as I watch elementary. Um, and then if we want to take it all the way back, Golden Girls has been a comfort show for many, many moons. So, um, what is your favorite USA show? Okay. My favorite USA show is obviously Monk. And it's because I'm so happy you asked me this question. And it's because... Monk, I don't know. I just love it. Now, is it an accurate representation of OCD? Obviously not. Okay, it's really bad. They had the person. Wikipedia didn't exist. This is from late nineties, early two thousands. I mean, let me figure out what Monk. I mean, everybody's got a house phone. <laughs> Monk USA. That's what I was. Oh gosh, it wasn't a late nineties. It was 2002 it began, and oh, I love that song. It's a jungle out there, poison in the very air we breathe. <laughs> it's just a list of all the bad reasons you shouldn't go outside. Do you know what's in the water? Well, I do. <laughs> I love, love, love this fucking show. And again, so he has OCD. Um, he he's a great detective. There we go. He's a great detective, and he has OCD, and he um, it's been exasperated by the fact that his wife was murdered, and so he is like crippling OCD. But again, no, I feel like I feel like 
the writers were like, what's OCD? They got on Wikipedia and it was like, that's the last true thing we need to look at. <laughs> we're just going to do whatever we want. <laughs> it's really bad. So like, don't, so if that like bothers you, don't watch it because, and I can see why it would bother you. Cause it's like very unserious, but the show is great. I love it. One of my favorites. Number two, you didn't ask me for a ranking, but I'm about to give it to you. Monk. Then right after that is In Plain Sight, which is the one about the witness protection program. Love, love, love that show. Right after that would be Burn Notice. I don't know why I like Burn Notice more than I like White, uh, what's it called? I just, just lost my mind. White Collar Crime. White Collar Show. Yes, White Collar um, starring Matthew Balmer, Tim Decay, and Tiffany Amber Thiessen. And, oh, and Willie Carson is Ma. Oh, when he died, everyone was like, oh, Stanford. I was like, no, Ma's, Ma's. <laughs> but um, I loved White Collar. Love it. White Collar is the story of an FBI agent working with a very, um, a, um, an art thief, uh, like a, a master art thief. And, uh, uh, he, I mean, basically helping him solve crimes. And Maz is his, you know, sometimes partner, but uh, he has to work with the suit. And it was, it's such a good show. And after that, did I get, okay, so I said, I said, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, Monk. Then I said, uh, In Plain Sight. Then I said, uh, Burn Notice, obviously, and White Collar. Although the two of them, they could be interchangeable. And the fifth one is, okay, I, 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 I had a problem. Okay, okay, okay. I need to go back because I just remember Psych. Psych is my favorite USA show. I'm sorry. I just don't really think of it as a USA show. Psych is my favorite USA show. Uh, Sean and Gus are my favorite duo. Um, being a fake psychic is so fun. It's, it's my favorite thing. Monk is very close after it. Burn Nose and White Collar are neck and neck for three and four. And the last one is in plain sight. Wait. No. <laughs> Psych, Monk, in plain sight. Fourth and fifth is uh, White Collar and Burn Notice. And they can be interchangeable. Those are my favorite USA shows. I'm about to think of another different show. But I love these shows. I love, 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 love them. Psych is on Paramount Plus. All the movies are on Paramount Plus. I just, it's so good. It's so good. I love how, I love the theme song of Psych. Don't make me sing it. <laughs> I love when Boys the Men redid it, redid it for them. I love that. Oh my God. I love Felicia Rashad as Gus's mama. Love it. Love it. I love Sybil Shepherd as, as Sean's mom. Listen, I'm not a big fan of Juliet. I'm just going to keep it real. <laughs> I'm just going to keep Lassiter. I love Lassie. I love Lassie. I just feel like Juliet is. It's, it's not that hard to be a Juliet. You know what I mean? It's hard to be a lassie. <laughs> it's hard. Okay. Oof. Let me finish this up because it's one o'clock in the morning. I would love to go watch Psych right now. Um, prediction about Taylor's first season of joining OC. I think she's going to be boring. I think about, or, and not, I'm not saying she's not going to have some drama. I think that she's going to be boring in the way that people who are trying desperately to have some drama are boring. And that, like, you're like, oh, okay. So you're going to make a big deal out of where you're going to sit right now? That's what you're going to do? And then we're going to have to talk about that for a little long time. And we're going to be like, why are we still talking about this seat, Taylor? Because Taylor needs to be on the show. The fact is, I mean, I don't know Taylor's money situation. I know that her husband's a lawyer. But 
I don't know. I don't know. And I mean, Taylor's a Debbie Desperate and always has been and always will be. Um, I think this is, this is fucked up, but I'm about to say, I think she really looked out that uh, Russell killed himself because if Russell didn't kill himself, there wouldn't have been a tide of sympathy towards her because she got stuck with everything. Um, not that she didn't deserve to be stuck with everything. I mean, she was lying about who she was and I, she definitely did enough. But the fact that Russell killed himself and she got left holding the entire bag, there's a lot of sympathy for her towards that. And if Russell hadn't killed himself, Russell would still be walking around saying things about Taylor or would have been saying things about Taylor. And I don't think she would have, I, I think she's fortunate that, and, and like that sounds terrible because Russell really did fuck her up and beat her up and shit like that. But even in that, she's lucky. She's fortunate that Russell killed himself because otherwise, uh, I think that she would have had a hell of a custody battle. I think he, because that's what abusers do. Like after they've, like after you finally like gotten away from them, they will like find ways to like keep you interacting with them and punish you. Regardless of whether or not he wanted Kennedy full time or not, he would have fought her for it for the rest of their fucking life. Yeah. Um, I just stopped at Bucky's because of you. I love Bucky's. Bucky's is a gas station chain. I don't, I don't know with clean bathrooms and a billion pumps, like, like a lot of pumps. Like, I think, I think the Bucky. I've stopped at a Bucky's with like a hundred pump, like gas pumps. In it. Um, and that spirit. What is your favorite road trip snack? Okay, all right. I love a road trip because me and Mr. Curtis are favorite road trip buddies we we road trip perfectly um we used to road trip from new york to virginia virginia new york when i lived in chicago chicago to virginia chicago new york all the time uh when we moved down here we moved down here by car like we love a fucking road trip we love to get in the car and just drive um okay so here's the deal whatever you eat on a road trip doesn't count so like feel free to go to arby's and get all the meats because it doesn't count. But what I love on a road, what I get at Bucky's every single time is I get a roast beef sandwich because they make the roast beef there. And it's like fucking amazing. Um, and I always get red fruit slices. They're, they're, they're cherry fruit slices. Uh, they're the candy. So they're, they're, you, most of the time you see them, they're orange and they have like pow- they have like sugar, granulate sugar all over them. And then it's like a jellyish, it's like a gelatin type thing. But you don't always find the red ones. And the red ones are my favorite. And I'm saying color rather than flavor because even though they say they're cherry, the flavor is red. And so <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, I mostly, I, I, I like to go full candy all the time. Um, I love a Twizzler. Um, I don't care that it's like eating cable cords. I love them another childhood thing where obviously like everyone's done this bite the ends of it and like someone taught me to do that in a movie theater to bite the ends of your Twizzler and to sip your drink through it and I've loved Twizzlers ever since um yeah so lots of lots of lots of candy um da, 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 da. next question is how can I help foster children husband won't agree to foster parent but I still want to help hey like being a foster parent is tough, dude. It's it's like taking a whole person in your in your house, like it's a big commitment. And so, like I understand. Actually, my husband was saying the other day because I was talking about when the kids grow up. Because my thing is, I want my kids to like. This is a short time, like when I'm like, you need to get in your room and get in, clean your room. This is a short time in our life, 
And the fact is that our relationship will span decades. And I don't want this short time of my life to affect how we are with each other for decades. And I was talking about that, but he cut me off because he thought I was saying something else. And he was like, yeah. And then we'll get the next set of kids. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, we'll go back to fostering. I know you miss it. And I do miss it, but I don't know what I what I'll want to do when I want to do it. It's a commitment. So another way you can help foster kids, you can be a CASA, which is a court appointed special advocate. And that is where you're basically just another adult in this child's life that hangs out with them once a month and talks to them and like helps make, uh, helps make suggestions to in court. And it's, there's training and there's like a requirement. It's like, it's, it's a volunteer commitment. It's a serious volunteer commitment an ongoing volunteer commitment. But being a CASA is a great way to help a foster kid. The more people that care about this foster kids, the better. And that are advocating in their interest, not in your interest, not in, not in like, you know, we just want to keep the kid. You can't keep somebody else's kid. <laughs> it's like, you're supposed to just take care of them and love them as hard as you fucking can and do everything you fucking can for them and send them where they're supposed to be. What's in their best interest? That's the more people in their lives, the more people who see them every day, the worst part about the, the worst, the darkest parts about the foster community is um, how these kids get lost in the system and how like over, how underpaid and overworked these uh, CPS and DCFS departments are and how like it's possible like that your caseworker doesn't even come see you when they're supposed to see you and anything could be happening to you anything but the more adults we have in these people kids lives that are like watching them and taking care of them and like reaching out to them and being like a cool person that they can hang out with and like listening to what they need and and making suggestions my castle workers have been have been like instrumental it's a good thing casa Another thing you can do is you can just, I'm sure like, so wherever you are, there's probably like an organization that collects things for foster kids. You can just like, if, if like an ongoing commitment, like being a CASA isn't one of those things, you could just like, they need sweat equity. They need someone who can, who can do things like collect diapers and categorize them and help with distributing them. Things like that are helpful. Um... And the truth is, if you don't have time, money is always welcome. Like, donate some shit. Look for those organizations in your area. Um, and there are national organizations that help foster kids. But the fact is, foster kids are a state-by-state state thing. And you're going to do the most impact locally and regionally. So I would suggest you look there first. But if you... I, I can't tell you how many people I know who do things like underwear drives for like foster kids where we're just collecting different types of underwear and like sorting them and and like making baskets for kids to send out um there's a church that I used to work with that used to always um do things like they would collect uh gently used clothing wash it fold it and divide it into like packs like uh summer uh boys 10 a uh, size 10 and then they would have these like they would go on Facebook and they would like do kind of like this this is what we have and people would comment and say what they want and then you can come pick it up like just but that takes a lot of work that takes people there willing to do that work so yeah like there's a lot of ways to help 
And not everyone has to be a foster parent. Not everyone's cut out to be one. And the fact that your husband is like, listen, I don't want to foster. Um, I commend him for being truthful and not like being like, okay, I'll do it. And then like doing a bad job at it or, or actually hurting rather than helping. You know what I mean? Like, like if you don't want to do those things and everyone can tell it, sometimes it hurts more than it helps, you know? So I, I would, those are the type of things I suggest you do. This person asked, how do you deal with disliking one of your partner's friends? Okay. So here's the thing. Um, I don't hang out with my partner's friends and my partner doesn't hang out with my friends. Mr. Curtis doesn't do that. And I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm weird, but what the fuck you want to hang out with my friends for? Those are my friends. You're my husband. I, and I'm not saying that like, if you see him, you can't say hello to him. You can, but like, I keep Mr. Hurt Curtis at home. Like, like what the fuck you got my husband's phone number for? Why? What y'all doing? That's weird. And so, (laughs) and so, um, for the most part, like, like I love Mr. Curtis to pieces, but I need time away from Mr. Curtis. And so my friends are refugees from that. And if he comes with me and my friends, then what the fuck am I getting away from? Like, this is my friend, not your friend. And so that's how I deal with things. So if Mr. Curtis got an annoying friend and he just can't come over, Mr. Curtis got a racist friend. Listen, this man loves Mr. Curtis. Loves Mr. Curtis to pieces. Loves my kids to pieces. He's not allowed over here. He's a racist. He's from Arizona. Um, I don't want to say much more, but (laughs) he is, and he does things like call us up and be like, uh, I saw a rap concert downtown. Um, I thought y'all might want to go. Why? Why? Why do you think that? I don't know. Cause it's rap, you know, black people go to rap. Yeah. I don't deal with him. I don't, he doesn't, he's not allowed in my house. I don't talk to him. And that's how, but that's how I am with like anybody I don't like. If we're friends and you have a boyfriend I don't like, then I just don't fuck with him. You want to hang out? Let's hang out. I don't want to hang out with him. So, and because I have strong opinions and no poker face, like it's real obvious when I like somebody. So, uh, it's all in our best interest for us not to be around each other. Um, top three RuPaul bops. Okay. Listen, RuPaul makes bad music. I love bad music. I love the camp. I love the corniness. I love cheesy things. Cheese is good. That's why we put it on everything. Lean in the cheesy shit. Like, since when does everything have to be, like, stellar? Why can't it just taste good? You know what I mean? You know? So, alright, so... Obviously love. Call me mother. Love it. Um, well, Kitty Girl's my top. I will sing Kitty Girl right fucking now. I'll sing everybody's parts. I will do dance. I will reenact choreography. Shangela's part, I can do, I know all of it, okay? I'm Shangela, say what? Started as a baby and I'm all grown up. Like, I, I, I <laughs> you didn't see me, but I was doing my choreo. <laughs> um, so I love that. I love Call Me Mother. And I just really like, Supermodel of the World is like such an influential like song. It's. I think it's the first time I saw I saw RuPaul. I think it's the first time any of us saw RuPaul. And I remember like watching it. Like my cousin showed it to me, um, a boy cousin, and he was just like, "You like this?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's cool." And he's like, "That's a man." And I was like, "Cool." Like these legs, they went up to like. I just remember like I think he was trying to like shock me, and I was just like, 
okay. <laughs> That's my cousin Jerome. Like I should talk, to, I should call my cousin Jerome be like, you know, you got me into drag queens. <laughs> Cause you were trying to like, you know, play me. <laughs> but yeah, what you didn't know is that I love that. <laughs> If you could pick up tomorrow and move anywhere in the U.S., no strings, where and why? I go back to Chicago. I love Chicago. I love the weather in Chicago. I love snow. I love, I, lo- I like, I, I just like being in the heat and it's not good for my chronic illnesses. It's, it's just, I don't, I don't like it. So I will go back to Chicago. Um, I probably live in the suburbs because I have five children, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Chicago. I miss Chicago terribly. Um, I will say this though. My life in Chicago was so good and my life in Austin has been infinitely better. So I have to say that. Oh, you know what? Let me go back to that. Cause that's where I go. No strings attached. And I had nothing else affecting me. But the truth is where I want to be is I want to be near my parents. So, and I want to be near my parents in a way that they can participate in my kids growing up. So like, even though, so my so even though I, I love Chicago and I wish I could live there again, the fact is if somebody gave me a get out of jail free car and I could move anywhere I wanted to, I would move to Chesapeake, Virginia because my parents live in Chesapeake now. And that's where I live. I want to see like my dad's ill. I want to be around my dad. Like if he has to go get this lung transplant, like uh, the odds of him surviving it aren't amazing. And like, I don't know. I want to be around my dad. I want to see my mom. I want, I want to have somebody on my emergency list, my emergency contact list at this school, because I don't have anybody right now. Like, well, I have somebody, but like, not the way I wish. I would love to go to the holiday pageant and like meet my mom there. And she like, I wish I had those things. I don't know. So I think that's where I go. Like, but I don't think that's going to happen. One, my husband keeps failing up for his job. <laughs> He's not failing. But they, he keeps getting raises and promotions that he is not looking forward to. And right now, the job I work is so good and so fun. And I'm doing exactly the things I should be doing. Like, I really am. I'm doing exactly, like, my particular gifts are being used. And... um it seems like all I have to do is keep showing up. They're going to keep giving me raises and they're going to keep giving me promotions and they're going to keep treating me well. And so, although it's far, I really, really like this fucking job. And the only thing that would make it perfect is if they let me work from home forever. And then if that happened, I would move back to Virginia probably. I mean, Mr. Curtis doesn't want to live in Virginia, by the way, but we'll see. Favorite... Alone Aaron's day, favorite chain restaurant to go to with kids. My kids love a chain. Girl, I love a chain, okay? The reason we love chain restaurants because we know what's going to be on the fucking menu. I do not, like, no. I, I, I'm i not saying I don't, I will not go somewhere that's not a chain, but of course I'm going to go to places a chain. Of course. Um, But my favorite chain restaurant is obviously Texas Roadhouse. We go there all the time. We should go there tomorrow. I love it there right now. What I'm getting, I used to get the roadkill with no onions. Um, because when I used to wait tables, I would always order burgers with no, with, with cheese and no, um, bun because it just like, it just felt like annoying to get to. And I love cutting it up like a medium rare, uh, ground beef, like not a ground beef, a medium rare, like what do they fucking call it? It's basically a burger. Um, I used, so I used to get the roadkill a lot with a actual baked potato. My kids love the, um, 
the sweet potatoes, but I get the actual baked potato and I get the corn, the butter corn, which is basically just a bunch of butter, butter with a few kernels of corn in it. But lately I've been getting the chopped steaks out. So fucking good. So good. As my husband always says, tastes like another one. That's, <laughs> I don't, I, he must've got that from somewhere, but if he eats something he likes, he goes, tastes like another one. Like it tastes like I should have another one. <laughs> um, he, he's probably some movie or some shit he's probably got that from but he's the only person I know that says it so that's where I attribute to him. you know my husband's a huge Steelers fan black and yellow black and yellow and he used to sing that Wiz Khalifa song black and yellow and I had never fucking heard it I don't listen to radio I haven't listened to radio in decades <laughs> not decades but a really long time like I there's no reason for me to listen to the radio one I just told you I don't really like music but the music I do like is old music like music I already know so um, he used to sing it all the time and I just happened to be in a car where it was playing and at least 10 seconds and 10 seconds is a long time, but at least 10 seconds, I was like, why is hot 97 playing my husband's song? They don't stole his song. Like that's the first thing I went to. Someone heard my husband singing his black and yellow song. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> they heard him singing his song about his favorite team and stole it. And then I was obviously like, that's obviously not what happened. <laughs> but I thought he made it up. <laughs> There's a lot of things he does. And I was like, my husband made that up. And no, he didn't. <laughs> but tastes like another one. is something he says all the time. But yeah, uh, chopped salad. Chops, the chop house salad's got a medium rare steak on it. It's got all of uh, Italian dressing. I don't know what the fuck they put in their Italian dressing at, at uh, Texas Row House, but it's fucking good. Um croutons, blue cheese crumbles, get more of them. Just ask for a few more of them. You know, it's on there. Put your Italian dressing on there. Uh, then do salt and pepper all over it, okay? Delicious. Delicioso. You'll love it. Oh, and a favorite alone, a favorite alone Aaron's Day. Obviously, I'm going to Target. Um, I love, so like, like today, I went to go get my lashes done and then I went to Target and then I went to uh, uh, Bath and Body Works and then I went to Ulta and then I went to Home Depot. Like that's the type of shit I like to do on my errands day. And my kids will be like, well, you never take us, you never take us. I don't want to take you. I don't want to take anybody. I don't even want my husband to come. I am overstimulated. I'm talking to someone or with someone or touching someone at all times. And I just don't get that much alone time. And I'm an alone time person. Uh, I was talking on Twitter about how like I like to do errands alone and it never occurs to me why like I would want three people to go shoe shopping with me and someone's like Chelsea takes this personally yeah yeah I, I, she's a baby she needs somebody to do everything with her and I, and that's just not my experience and maybe it comes from like being like basically like my parents being like she got this she's two she knows what she's doing later like maybe that's what that comes from but it is what it is like I love to go to a bookstore by myself. I go to movies by myself. I'll eat by myself. I don't, I don't care. Well, like, why would someone care about me eating by myself? What the fuck are they looking at? I always have a book. I always got something to do. I'm, I'm minding my fucking business and my food get here. And sometimes that bothers people that I'm like, I'm not, I'm so independent. Not like, you know, but like that I'm just like, fuck it. I do what I do. But that, like, my sister-in-laws really don't like it. <laughs> they think that I'm weird. But I'm just like, why would I want, like, eight people with me screeching across the store? Why would I want that? 
And I like to listen to my podcast. I like to listen to my YouTube uh, vloggers. I like to, to like put that shit in my ear and be in my own fucking world. Oh, grocery shopping. Never take anybody grocery shopping with me. If my husband goes, anytime my husband walks in the store, he spends $300. We went to Five Below, he spent $300. On what? I don't fucking know. I have no fucking clue. And after I said that to him, he was like, you're actually right. He's like, why did I just walk in this store and spend $297? I was like, oh, nothing. I don't, you, you barely have anything in your hand. I don't know what you're doing. And so, like, taking him to the grocery store is not, not, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Whatever you thought you were going to, you were going to pay, add $300 to that. Because somehow, I don't know, I don't, I don't even know what he'd be putting in the cart. So I don't take him. I don't take kids because, like, y'all ain't got no money and all y'all want to do is talk to me. And the other thing is, is, like, like when I'm with my kids, I want to be with my kids. And it's really important to me that, like, I'm, I do not have headphones on. I'm in their area. Like, like we watched uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife and we watched Final Destination, which I think was a little too old for them. But, like, I think they really liked it. Like, all the deaths that happened, they were, they were like, they were really into it. Um, they thought it was so wild. And they were, like... I don't know they just I like showing them movies like that and I like doing Legos with them and stuff and I want to hear the little funny things they say and and stuff like that like I want to um talk with them and sing with them and today I was just like walking around the house and I was like I never met nobody and that's the that's the that's the part of the song. That's the first part of the song from Turning Red, the the, the boy band song she loves. Um, and Bear Bear just jumped out of nowhere and was like, like you. <laughs> like he's helping me sing my song. And I'm like, yeah, baby. Like I, I want those experiences. I think sometimes when I talk about needing alone time, people assume that like, oh, you're trying to get away from your kids. I'm never trying to get away from my kids. I may be trying to get away from everybody in the entire world, but never just my kids. And I think that's hard to understand when you do not have children. One, because everybody's doing, like, it's common for people to do, like, this, this like, stand-up routine about, oh, why am I drinking? These kids. Like, and I get that. Like, I started a new thread on Twitter where I just talk about nice things, Mr. Curtis. But, like, I only put a few things on it. I want to take it down because it sounds like I'm bragging. It's boring. It's not funny. Like, that Mr. Curtis ties my shoes all the time. He does. He does. Like, I'll I'll be too tired and he'll just come over and tie my shoes. He makes me food constantly. He cleans up after me constantly. He shows up places to save me constantly. And it's funnier for me to talk about how annoying Mr. Curtis is. But, so I, I get that. They're like, we're all doing these, like, stand-up routines about our, our partners and our kids and stuff. But, if you have a dog, I want you to think about it if you have a dog. Not everybody's a dog person. But you know how you have to walk your dog and then pick up their poop? And then sometimes they eat like a, a couch, a furniture staple, and then you have to spend $8,000 at the vet. And these are all things you have to do and that are sometimes annoying and things. But your dog's worth it. And like if someone were like, get rid of your dog, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is my life. This is how I feel about my kids. Like, yeah, I don't want to do homework with them. I think it's annoying. I think we should abolish homework. That said, I'll do homework with them. If it's if I get to like sing with them and I get to roll around with them and I get to just like experience them, they're awesome. 
Um, but like I said, I'm a person that just does not, I, I like living alone. I like doing things alone. I like sleeping alone. Mr. Curtis is back on uh, nights, so I get to sleep alone again. Yeah. And so, uh, I'm just a person that does things independently and alone and having to bring other people is tough, but I make it happen when I have to. Thoughts on the end of the Breakfast Morning Show, the Breakfast Club Morning Show? Good, good. The Breakfast Club is, has, we have outgrown the need for a Breakfast Club. Um, I, listen, all those people are gonna do other things. Charlemagne the God, didn't he have like a, a fucking talk show recently? He's gonna have a podcast, obviously. Angela Lee's doing other sh- Angela, Angela Yee is doing other shit. And, um... Like, it's not the, we won't see the last of them, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it going away. I, like I said, we've evolved past the need of that. I'm like, Charlemagne is really on this, like, I would never do that again. But Charlemagne, much like Wendy Williams, for obvious reasons, like, there's a lot of shit you got to answer to because you, you've been out here just wilding for years and years and years saying the wildest shit, making little mama fucking cry. Just, yeah, I'm fine with it. I, like, I I mean, sure, we got some, put some respect on my name. We got a lot of shit from that fucking show. But I just think, I don't, we don't need that anymore. I saw, like, a meme where it was, like, the read, uh, Jesus and Marrow, um, The Breakfast Club, it looks like death has visited all through them. I was like, I resent the read. There's, there's a break. That's a break. But the read ain't going. Y'all stop it. Stop it. Oh, have you watched the old show, The Americans? What are you, what are you watching right now? Oh, I talked about. Okay, so my, so the things that I am watching right now, like the things that I am excited to watch, and I watched the first chance I can get them. All right, this last season of uh, All Stars, RuPaul. Such a fucking good show episode. It was on Paramount Plus, but it was so fun. It's the best season of Drag Race. It is the best season of Drag I'm, I'm an A1, day one person. The best season. I watch Evil every Sunday morning. The first thing I do on Sunday mornings is I get out of my bed and I put on my AirPods. I turn on feathers in my hair. This has been, this has been a process. This has been my thing since I found feathers in my hair. I remember this is many... One, I started really listening to podcasts. I I find that people in my ear talking like is soothing to me, especially if I have to work. Very soothing. I don't have to talk to anybody, but somebody's talking. It feels like I'm I'm like experiencing people. I did a search for a Team Mom podcast. There were no Team Mom podcasts. I was like, why are there no Team Mom podcasts? Maybe four months later, six months later, I did a search for a Team Mom podcast. Feathers in my hair popped up. I listened to it. I liked it. I thought she didn't. Know, I thought Liz didn't know how to do a podcast because I was like, "Why is this like? Why is she only doing like two girls?" But I also don't listen to podcasts. I don't listen to ads. I don't watch ads. I don't do any of that. Like, I'm blind to the shit. I'm Omari into the shit. I don't see no fucking ads, and like, I skip through ads immediately. Like, I don't do ads. So when I guess she was doing ads for Patreon, being like, "Oh well." you got to go on Patreon for this. And I was like, "Mm, I didn't hear that because I don't do ads. But then I finally realized that I immediately joined Patreon. I don't spend money. But I just wanted to hear about Teen Mom. And so 
on Sundays, I the first thing I do is I listen to fucking Feathers in My Hair. The second thing I do is I usually listen to my podcast to see what the fuck I said. Because I don't be knowing what I said. The third thing I do is I... So by the time I listen to Feathers in My Hair and my podcast, I um, have done whatever, errand, whatever like things I need to do around the house. I've started laundry. I've... I've uh, water my plants. I have gotten out in the pot roast or whatever I'm going to eat there. I've started the kids on their deep cleaning chores. I paid them for their for their allowance for the week. I uh, everyone's been fed. Bear Bear's on his way to a nap. Like I like we're in. By the time these episodes are done, then I turn on Evil, Evil on Paramount Plus. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got, I got to this show. I love Evil. It is a very campy show. It don't make no fucking sense. I still like it. And the thing is, I'm like definitely one of those people that will be like, is this, this is unrealistic. Yeah. But if you try to be realistic and then you be unrealistic, I'm not doing that. But if you try to be realistic, but if you're like, listen, the rules do not apply to this show. As long as you tell, as long as it's clear, let's go. I'm fine with that. But you can't be like, this is a very like true realistic show. And then suddenly it's not, it's either is or it isn't. Evil's not realistic. It's such a good show, though. Uh, that's one of my favorite shows. Um, the other thing that I like, so right after I watch Evil, then I go in my office and I do any kind of like paperwork or any kind of like work shit I have to handle um, through one of my many jobs, and I put on P Valley. P Valley's on Stars. P Valley is another very camp- it's a very campy show. It's black as fuck. It's southern as fuck. I, it's, it takes care, it takes place in Chuckalisa, Mississippi. It's about P, Pussy Valley. I'll shorten to P Valley, the name of this, uh, well, it's not the name, it's, it's the name of this area. And the Pank, which is a, uh, which is a, uh, um, a strip club, uh, owned by Uncle Clifford, who is, um, a trans woman. Um, yeah, and like, it's it's a telenovela is what it is. It's high drama, ridiculousness. Um, it's Southern gossip. There's a a scene where uh, some woman is um, some woman is like in a hair salon getting her hair rolled or like rollers done by uh with coke cans like who the fuck does that but that's that's more for the scene than it is for like realistic things p valley doesn't isn't necessarily realistic but you know down in the valley where the girls get naked one two break them break it's it's i it's, it's an excellent... I actually saw something in my inbox of someone trying to commission an episode and hopefully that goes through. Because people... I, I need to respond to it. I, actually, I have like a bunch of messages I need to respond to, which I will be doing tomorrow on Sunday. Probably while I'm watching P-Valley. But people will pitch like a commission episode and then when I'm like, yeah, I'll do it, never pay me. So then I don't do it. So then I'm like, oh, you don't want me to do it. So hopefully this won't be the case with um this one. But... uh. I would love to do a P-Valley episode. Um, anything else I'm watching like right now that I have to watch? Yeah. Oh, The Americans. I haven't watched it. It's on my list. It's on my list of things. Like right now, I'm still, I'm doing um, a rewatch of The uh, the Blacklist. 
James Spader wears a hat. It's good. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I plan to watch the Americans. Um oh, last question, last question. Girl, because I've been talking. Last question. Update us on your uh K pop. Your K pop journey. Guys, you know, I K pop is a visual for me, is a visual thing for me. So it means I watch videos, I watch dance practices. I rarely, songs rarely make it over from YouTube to uh, my playlist because, to my phone playlist, music playlist, is because, like, again, I don't speak Korean. <laughs> but I'm incredibly excited for um, Blackpink's uh, comeback. They, that's what they call, like, a release in K-pop. They call it a comeback. And, like, when I hear comeback, I think you've been gone a long time. But anytime you get a new, anytime you, like, have a new anything new to promote and everything it's called a comeback so blackpink's about to have a comeback um i'm anticipating black venom which is what it is i'm excited for it uh i thought lisa's um solos were so good la lisa so fucking good even um was it just called money even the other one was really good um Obviously, they did the best, and I knew they would. Lisa's incredibly popular. Uh, I'm also a Mitzi, just so you know. So, Itzy just came out with sneakers. Guys, obviously sneakers. Like, all the teasers, everyone was like, this is going to be fucking terrible. And it, and I knew it was going to be terrible. I was like, no, 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 no. But, listen, that pre-chorus is fucking hot. It's in Korean, but it's basically, you can call me tr- trouble, or you can call me weirdo. I'm gonna do my thing though, uh, but I have full on like Yeji's my bias. Like I will die for Yeji. Like <laughs> I would die. Yeji has no idea that a 42 year old black woman in Texas is like I will die for you, Yeji. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just something about her movements and stuff, and she looks a little different lately. But um, K-pop stars get tons of plastic surgery all the time and I'm like mm, something's different around the mouth um yeah so like do I hate sneakers yeah it was dumb but do I sing it all the time yeah all the fucking time am I watching every stage I sure fucking am because I'm a Mitzi I don't know what to say to you I'm a Mitzi is a fan of Itzy's of Itzy um, excuse me um yeah and then like uh I think I might be saying her name wrong a uh, Somi so I did not know anything about Somi. She's a solo artist. And, but months after it came out, I ran into XO, um, XOXO, um, the video for it. And the video was done so well that I was like, hmm, who the fuck is this? And then I saw some dance practices. Her and her dance practices, she looks like what Erica Jane wishes she looks like. Weird. And, um... Yeah, like I was like, I'm into this and I've been following her ever since and I'm really enjoying that. Uh yeah, that's where I'm at with stuff. Um Um You guys know I don't really do it the, the dudes don't do it for me unless it's BTS. I don't like I don't like male groups. I don't like groups with uh I sound like I sound like uh Gia. I don't like messy queens. I don't like manly queens. I don't like cheap queens. <laughs> no, I don't like um, male groups. I don't like groups with a ton of members. I don't like any of that. 
And I want to get into Espa, but like I really, really dislike the concept of the group. Like I that AI shit, I don't I don't like that at all. But uh yeah, so and that's why like obviously I know all of Twice's songs, which twice is like you know, twice twice is what's happening. But I'm 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 not of a huge fan of Twice because there are like forty people in the fucking group. Like, when you have a group so big that you have to introduce people in, um, fuck, what do they call it? It's like, they'll have three that they'll, they'll group together and, like, subgroups. I, I can't. I can't do that. But, yeah, like, BTS is the exception to all my rules. And, um, they look just like my Final Fantasy characters, and I love that about them. Um, so, I, I, you know, but... Their latest thing is is um is a ballad with a ballad and it's on their their I guess it's it's not a remix album it's how do I explain? it just felt like it was like <laughs> you know how when you watch a sitcom how you can watch all season long or you watch for two or three seasons and then they'll do a clip show and and you'll be like I don't want to see this fucking clip show. I don't want to see this fucking clip show because I watched this show. I watched this uh, this show, so I saw all these clips. The only person people that have ever done a clip show that did not include that included new clips that I can recall, Golden Girls definitely did that, and Community. Community is one of my favorite shows, or used to be a long time ago. Um, back when I tolerated Donald Glover, I don't tolerate Donald Glover anymore, which is why I didn't see the last season of Atlanta. Um, but community is one of my favorite shows. And what I loved about the clip show is that the clip show, they made it so that it was a new show pretending to be a clip show. So all the stuff I remember watching and being like, what the fuck happened? And why did I miss this episode? I didn't miss the episode. They made new fucking episode. They made, they, they made new clips for the fucking clip show. But BTS's latest um, album feels like a clip show. And that's why I, I'm, I haven't really been talking. Well, I don't talk about BTS usually anyway because I don't want to be murdered. I don't. You think the barbs out here? You think the depth stands are out here? You think Beyonce stands will find you? BTS stands will find you. And they will, in several languages, they will dox you in three languages, baby. Okay? Yeah, they'll do it. So I don't be talking about them like that unless I'm talking, unless I'm praising things. Um, that's it, guys. I've been talking for two and a half hours. I'm tired. It is or it is late. My husband keep interrupting me because he want to answer the questions that I'm asking. Like what? Did nobody ask you no questions? Also, some of the stuff he wanted to say about New York was very hoteppy, and I, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't, I can't let that into my space. I can't let it. I can't let it into my space. So yeah. Guys, thanks for the AMA. Uh, Next week, I'll be back with some new shit. Until then, bye.